three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your hubbearer. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motor hits, geek bloods, wastoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, all right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Wednesday, October 11th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny Louisville, Kentucky. Visit business.louisville.edu to get your journey started today. Whether you were talking about their innovative MBA program, their master's in accounting or analytics, Anything that you want, UofL College of Business has you covered. Not anything, but most things. Visit business.louisville.edu for more information. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the United States of America and beyond. You know it better as the big X. Mike Rutherford's here. Trevor Kelsey's here. We're excited to be talking with you for the next uh, three hours or so, up until 6 o'clock, here on this Wednesday as we turn the page from the win over Notre Dame, get ready for Pittsburgh this weekend. We've got hoops tonight that we're going to talk about. We've got uh, all sorts of stuff happening in the world of sports. We've got Mark Stoops kind of falling all over himself. We've got college football going on again tonight. We've got Major League Baseball going on tonight. we got NBA starting up, NHL starting up. It's all happening. Trevor Kelsey, how are you handling it, and how are you on this fine Wednesday afternoon? I can't take this much excitement. Uh, hockey, baseball, basketball, f- f- football. W- w- what am I going to do? Everything's going on right now. When will I watch Netflix? That's a question for another day. Remember, I said you were surprised that the hockey was starting today. When I mentioned Dynamite got moved, you, you were like, for exhibition hockey? I was like, no, I think this is the start of the season. We only had two games last night. I, I knew the Avalanche started tonight, so I assumed that opening night was, was Wednesday. Yep, so it is tonight. Well, but it was last night, actually. Tonight's Wednesday. I know. The, the Avalanche played tonight. Opening night in the NHL was last night. Oh, technical. They had, the, they had like two games. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I got the you. Blackhawks played and somebody else played. The uh, Blackhawks played the Penguins. The Avalanche opened up tonight. So. I only know that because I saw the commercial over and over about, I can't wait to start my career against you, Sydney. Connor Bedard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember his name. I just saw the damn commercial about a dozen times, and every time I saw it, I was like, there's no way that guy's 18 years old. It was Bedard Day. Uh, <laughs> the Avalanche do play. They play the Kraken in like the third game. I think it's, it's early next week. I want to say it's like Ooh. Monday or Tuesday. So... Not good, not good start for you. Looking for a little revenge. They play the Kings tonight on the road, uh, which, come on, you know, preseason NHL favorites. Can we not just let them start at home? But whatever. Uh, they, they play the Kings tonight. But I am excited. Hockey's back. I'm excited. Playoff baseball's here. I'm excited. College basketball's right around the corner. We've got our first glimpse at the U of L men's basketball team tonight, or at least a very few of us will. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, I wish, I wish there was a way we could. We're gonna, we're gonna get there. We're gonna, right. we're, we're gonna. That's the whole thing. That's okay, the, good. The, 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 the whole thing. 
Uh, We've got all sorts of stuff happening. But I think the primary focus right now remains. Uh, Jeff Brom was on the Jim Rome show yesterday. I didn't realize that until I got the clip uh, yesterday. Until you did the interview? I did not do the <laughs> not me. <laughs> it took me a second to catch that. I did a little bit. I was like, what? Like, oh, what do you mean? I didn't do that. I'm not, oh. I do want to play a clip from that uh, later in the show. We'll hear from him. Uh, we, we have all sorts of stuff to talk about. It's also Weird Wednesday. We do this during football season. We do it during the summer. Basically, every episode during the summer is, is weird whatever day. Uh, weird ends in Y day. But during football season, you know, the first two days, it's a lot of reacting to what happened over the weekend. It's a lot of you know news coming out about the, the upcoming week. And then Thursday and Friday, it's a lot of getting ready for the weekend and everything that comes with that. Wednesday, smack in the middle is when you can get a little bit loose. So we'll get a little bit loose today. I've got a couple of off-the-beaten-path oh, topics like to it. talk about. And I'm sure the text line will help us out there as well. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line number. Monitor download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton's. Become a Refreshing Rewards program member. Save yourself some money at the pump. Save yourself some money inside. Anytime you stop into one of the areas, 35,678 Thornton's locations. Do that and then text us. At 502-414-1450. Slow and loose is the way I like it. So, so you had uh, AEW moved last night. I heard it, it was did. a big night for my boy Orange Cassidy. He did. He, he, he retained the uh, the international championship, which I don't know what their storyline was because I don't think Phoenix was supposed to have it. He, he won it over Moxley after Mox got concussed and, and couldn't actually kick out, so it was kind of a botched spot. So that's kind of the reason he had the title to begin with. And, uh, no, I thought he was the All-Atlantic champion. They changed it to international. Hard to keep up, he said. Yeah, I know. They, they, they changed it to international. It's been a little bit, but they changed it. Now he won it back, and he's now a two-time international champion. Okay, I like that. Uh, short of that, uh, it's a pretty solid show overall. Yeah, pretty good wrestling show. Anything else going on with you last night? Uh, not much. I went to go I went to go do an early watching of Stranger Things, but apparently two other people were using my Netflix account, so oh, I, I got bumped. No. I love how I'm the one that always gets bumped from like the list of to use it. Is it actually your and, account? And I'm the one that pays it. Yeah, oh, that sucks. That that's bad. And, and they're just—I mean, I, I don't know who it could have been because there's like a handful of people. You know, there are two people there. Like, there's two new accounts like created on my account. Like one named Gammy, who I have no idea who that is. <laughs> and like I don't know, like I love how the fact that like someone's using my my password is like felt so like comfortable. They're like, we're just going to create our whole our whole account here inside the you know our own little profile logo. Like uh, I guess that's that's comfort, but oh well. We had somebody do that to us. I, mean, <laughs> I use one person's account, and I always I, he's got his whole family list on there. I always go on his, but uh, so yeah. So I was like, wow. Well, I guess I'll uh, you know. And I love how it tells me who's watching what, like the two people. And it's like if you want to upgrade for, I'm like, why do I want to upgrade to? Wa- I'm already paying for it. Uh, but I, I kind of get a feeling who they are, and I'm like, yeah, it's 11:30. They'll be done by midnight anyway. So went watch Wedding Singer, and then uh, went back in and watched a few Stranger Things, and went to bed. Okay, not a really watch. Been a, been a been it's kind of slow. I mean, you know, especially the movies. There's nothing really out right now, and I mean, like I said, doing the the you know hour or two of Stranger Things each night now, getting in the Halloween mood, the October feel, creepiness in the bones. It's all happening. Yeah. So we got the we put the inflatables up in our yard. Uh, nice, nice. I, I'd gotten the I hung a bunch of witches and ghosts in our trees this year. I did, now, I, this is the only one you holiday you kind of do the whole decorating for, right? You don't do this for Christmas, I don't believe, right? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you? I can't. Remember. I always yeah. forget. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a big decorator. I enjoy I enjoy the ho- the holiday decorations. So is my wife. So she nice. does she does the inside. I do the outside. You and TJ get along in that way. Yeah, I'm a big fan. But so yeah, this year I wanted to do something more. We have spiders and this, this like kind of creepy ghosts on the that we put on the house. Uh, Mary does like pumpkins on the front porch. 
Uh, we've had like, spider web lights before, but we haven't done that. But so like two weeks ago on October 1st, I got out there and hung a bunch of witches and, and skeletons in our trees, which I thought looked cool. But we hadn't gotten the inflatables out yet because the weather was going to be bad last week. And yeah. the, the kids wanted to do it, too. because It's mostly for them. We got the inflatables for them. So Which got, inflatables do you have? We've got Minnie and Mickey dressed as, as Dracula and a witch. We've okay. got a Snoopy on a pumpkin with Woodstock. All and then right. we, we got uh, Jack and Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. We got those We got those on like discount last year right after Halloween. I'm like, this is a bargain buy from Walgreens. Like, yeah, I'll pay the 15 bucks for these bad boys. You buy the candy on the, the two days of Halloween, too, don't you? Well, yeah, but I mean, I also buy it like, 20, like tw- five times before Halloween. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> make up for it. So we got those up. Virginia is like, she's full on like wearing her Sally outfit, like she's like talking to the the, the inflatables like, as if they exist. So the, the kids were pumped about that. We oh, got good. we got that going on. So, yeah, you know, they're big on now. We take long walks and they all want to look at all the decorations at all the different houses. And uh, there's some cool ones. There's some kind of spooky ones around us too. Some like legitimately scary stuff that they're uh, you know, that, that I think John John gets a little bit scared. Virginia's cool with it, but um, we're excited. We're all Halloweened out now. I think we need like one more spider to go up on the house, and then eventually we'll get there. Nobody in my neighborhood does like goes like all out like in in I went on it depends what your definition of all out might be but like I don't even think even goes to, like your levels or God forbid TJ levels or some other people in TJ's neighborhood that go really out or you know I, there's nobody in my neighborhood does that which I'm kind of glad because I mean I'm, I hope you're sitting down for this part of the segment but I'm not one to do a lot of decorating myself in my house not shocked no I mean well, I, hope, I hope you were sitting down for that I hope it didn't like blow your mind there um. So yeah, I, I'm kind of glad that I'm not like there's there's not like a bunch of people in my neighborhood like going gung ho about this, and I'm here like the one like like geek that doesn't do it. I think I got it. Well, my, my parents were both big into decorating when I was growing up. I, I think my, my dad though for Halloween he would do this thing every single year, like a week before Halloween he would they would go to some pumpkin like it was Huber's or some other pumpkin patch, and he would get like legitimately forty to fifty pumpkins, and he would take Whoa. off the 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 he take off work the day before Halloween, and he'd carve all of them. And then we, we used to have two big trees in our front yard. They, they since had to be taken down. But he would hang the pumpkins from the trees. He was, he's a big fan of this uh, story by Ray Bradbury called The Halloween Tree. And it kind of put this image in his head of you know, the, the gigantic trees with pumpkins all lit up and hanging from them. So every year he would just you know, hang up all these personally hand-carved pumpkins, no stencils, no anything like that, in the trees. And a couple, uh, several times like the paper would come by and take pictures and, and put it in there and, and nice. write stories about it. And he was just uh, he was something he loved to do, and I, I enjoy decorating too. I, I enjoy doing it for Christmas. I enjoy doing it for Halloween. We do we go we don't go big for really any other holiday. We, Easter we do like a tree outside. Mary does that, um, but these are the two big holidays for decorating. My mom switches out the wreaths on the front door to match the holiday. That's something. That's something. That's as far as we go, um, I, here, here's one to add to the list of uh, I uh, I've never for Trevor I've never carved a pumpkin. I've only done it like. I we say like three times. We never, we never bought, we never did pumpkins in front of the house. Granted, growing up with the grandparents, it was like, and you know, our fourth of July was sparklers and snakes. So like, like yeah, we never, I never did the, I did, I did do the Easter egg thing once, where you, you know, you colored Easter eggs. Oh yeah, we did those. But uh, I did that one at least once, maybe twice. But yeah, the, I never, we never bought a pumpkin, never put one out front, never carved one. I I, I stole one once in high school off somebody's front porch. That's not, that's not cool. Well, again, I was a I was a total tool in high school. What do you expect? The only time I've ever done it, I did like the I think I, I, all three years I did like a U of L stencil that you just buy at Kroger and like you do. And my dad was so against it. Like like he growing up, you know, you'd go to these houses and you'd see these really extravagant, like intricate pumpkin designs. I'm like, damn, like that's 
that's awesome. My dad would be like, they use stencils. Like, like my dad, <laughs> he's very much like a pumpkin. They're like tracing, I guess. Yeah, he, he very much was like, if you don't freehand a pumpkin, it ain't worth bleep. Like, he, he just, he, <laughs> he had his own pumpkin code. So I was, I was, you know, stencils were for cowards, according to my dad. Uh, but he, yeah, he had, he would always look at, it so old school. He would go, like clean out the guts and stuff, right? Oh yeah, you gotta, I mean, you gotta do that. It's still, it's still something. I it's, mean. it's still work. I mean, trust me, it's the only way I've ever done it has been with the, the stencil. But my dad, he would go like was, he was so old school. Like he would go back and look at old photo albums to see the pictures of the pumpkins from the year before to remember exactly what he did and kind of how he did it. I, I remember he always had like a Burton and Ernie. He always had like an alien one, and I, I don't even remember. Nice. I don't know how he came up with ideas after like getting to like forty pumpkins. After oh, five, I, I'd be like, I don't know what to do here. I just picture you coming up to your dad as a kid and be like, Look, Papa, I made, I carved a pumpkin. He's like, With stencil. I have no son. He like just trash the ground, throws it on the ground, and shatters everywhere. That's pretty much how <laughs> things went a, a lot of times. Dad had high standards back in the day, which is fine. He's, he's such a nice guy, except when it comes to the, the pumpkins, he loses it. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I do remember like writing stories. My dad would be like, "Pretty good, a lot of grammatical errors." I'm like, "I'm six. What? <laughs> I have no idea what a semicolon is." I remember when that happened. I did the same thing as your dad. I was like, "I'm 43." <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does. He still does it to me today. Uh, no, but uh, yeah. How we, does he manage on Twitter, man? I would, he'd probably lose his mind. Yeah, I know. The, the house is looking good. We're, good. We're, we're ready for the holidays. We're excited. Virginia has like 75 different costumes. We got to figure out what she's gonna wear for what. Because now she has all these. She changes her mind every hour. Pretty much. Like, yeah. I mean, cause, so now she has all these, like, you know, she's so into Disney princesses. She has, like, a dress for every Disney princess because her grandparents can find them for, like, $2. Like, like they, they find them at these stores where they're so cheap. They like, order them from the the, place, the the Chinese place that sells the jerseys. Pretty much. But, like, you know, <laughs> she's she's four. Like, they, they work. Like, they're they're incredible for her. Like, she just now got, she watched a, a Toy Story episode because her, her cousin on My Niece Audrey is really into it. Yeah. And so she's all about Jesse because I mean, she, God forbid, she like a male character. Like she, she has to be the female character all the time. Was Jesse? Jesse, like in the later ones, she's like the she's like the the female Woody. She's like a cowgirl. Okay, I didn't know. I've never gotten that far. Okay. And so she's got like you know, her, her, my uh, mother in law found this like like two dollar and fifty cent Jesse outfit that she's all about. Now she wants to be Jesse for Halloween. But the, the good thing with kids these days is there's like seventeen trick or treat events. Like you know, you trick or treat like seventy five <laughs> times. You've got. You have trick or treat at the zoo. We're gonna do it the zoo next week. You've got uh, trick or treat. We we live near Brown Park. They have a trick or treat event that we're gonna go to. You have trunk or treat at the school. Uh, we, you know, she's gonna do that, and then you have That's the actual trick or treating at, at, at for Halloween. So she can wear like if she wants to wear four different costumes, she can wear four different costumes. We have no idea what John's gonna be because we, we we're trying to plan for them to like do something together, but I think it's it's not gonna work because Virginia's <laughs> like I'm gonna be Jesse this time. I'm gonna be Moana this time. I'm gonna be um, also, this time, like, she just is all over the place. I mean, shouldn't John just be, like, a pumpkin in that we do with kids, like, under, like, two? Or... He's already done the pumpkin thing. Oh, okay. He was already, yeah. That's, was... Like, that's like a birthright, like, when you, when, like, your first. Uh, 100%. Oh, when you're a pumpkin? I was a pumpkin my first Halloween. Sure everybody was. Well, John was, so John's birthday's coming up. Like, he was, like, four days old on his, his first Halloween. And I think we put a little pumpkin hat on him, <laughs> made him a pumpkin. Yeah. And God love Mary. Like, she got out there, and she, she just, I mean, four days after giving birth. And helped. We walked around and trick or treat uh, with Virginia. But yeah, I think Virginia was like she was actually a puppy her first year. Um, I, I think she was no. She was. We did the pumpkin thing her first year, and then her sec. The first year she actually kind of trick or treated. We made her a puppy because she was big into Penny. We made her look like Penny. But this year, who knows? <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll get there. But it's uh, Halloween time, full swing. Kids are all about it. They're, all they want to do is watch Halloween shows. All they want to do is listen to Halloween songs. It's uh, we're very- now she's seen Hocus Pocus, right? We started Hocus Pocus the other night. And then 
she got a little spooked. Some of the, some of the, you kind of forget like some of the parts are a little scary for like are they kids really? that small. Yeah, kids like like when you're that little. Like if she was like six or seven, I think it'd be fine. But she's still. So I think we may give it a shot and just kind of fast forward through some of the parts. But it's yeah, I mean you know that they're. They're sucking the life out of kids, which is a little bit traumatizing. Well, I mean, what other? <laughs> what happened? Don't they like in Nightmare on Elm Nightmare on Elm Street? I wasn't sure of that maybe, but uh, the night before Christmas, didn't it? Like, she didn't she like cut up her body parts and set herself together? Well, she's a rag doll, which Virginia thinks that's that thinks that's cool. Like, she's okay. she like she'll draw stitches on her arms now. Like, she wants to be able to take her arms off and, and legs off, like Sally. She's okay. she's very into that fact. Am I the only one who misses the weird, the, 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 the creepiness in, in, is similar in both scenarios? Or they're very different. Okay. Yeah, I mean, sucking the life out of like, like which is like tying down children and like sucking like their essence out of them is is creepier than cutting your body parts off. It is when it's an animated film. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's my. That's where that's where the, the, the difference is. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the, you do it in cartoon. It's all good. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. And that and that how most things go. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I'm learning as we go along. Yeah, when you see like when it's a real life thing, like she's very much as like she's she recognizes that there, like she, there's a real life that live action Cinderella from 2020 that she likes, and she calls it real life Cinderella. Uh, cartoons and, and and actual real life stuff. It's it, kids look at it differently, which is fine. Well, but Disney needs to quit doing real life make, remakes of cartoons and confusing the kids. Well, I mean they like them, so it's fine. But like when you like when somebody like gets beat up in a real life show it's it feels a little bit different than a cartoon i think that's true for all ages yeah. uh we, we i don't know if you have you seen the news uh the irp just before we i left here for uh, i left home for the show has, has made its final ruling the irp we bid thee farewell they have and this is going to shock you they have given kansas a very light slap on the wrist they didn't give him anything did they uh they did vacate i think 15 wins that silvio d'souza so the only thing is uh, if um i mean there's nothing for the future, but what I said was going to happen is exactly what happened. They had to vacate all of their wins from 2017-18 wins in social plays, which means they will vacate their Final Four banner from that year. So, like, that's – it's not a national championship, <clears throat> but it is something that has to come down, and it's significant around here because now Kentucky vaults back uh, into being the all-time winningest program, which I told you last year when everybody was making that big deal about Kansas jumping ahead and all this stuff. I'm like, they're going to have to give up games. There's no way – for the, even the IRP to get around that, uh, I think that they so they did only have to give up the fifth. They, he played in twenty games. They went fifteen and five in those games. They had to give back all fifteen of those wins, which I now think means Kentucky has a twelve game lead in the the, the race to be the all time winningest program. I love how like Kansas jumped ahead when Cal got vacated games. Now Kentucky's jumping ahead with self vacated games. Well, Kansas jumped ahead last year just because they've been better than Kentucky. Yeah, but it didn't help that they lost. Some, Cal had some games taken away. Cal's never had games vacated. But they vacated, didn't they? Because they went at the joke when they celebrated his five hundredth win. It was really only his four hundred fifty fifth. Well, yeah, sure, but that's that's his wins. That, that has, doesn't affect Kentucky's win. Kentucky's never vacated wins. Oh, I thought they were at Kentucky. No, no, he's never had a punishment at Kentucky. It was all Memphis and uh, UMass. But Kentucky now have they added back? They haven't added back the all-time winningest program yet to the Twitter account. Remember, like, the second it happened, Kansas added it, and Kentucky <laughs> took it away last year? <laughs> but they are technically now back. I don't follow them on Twitter. <laughs> we talked about it on the radio show. Did we? Okay. But the, the Kansas, for the future, no additional punishments for, for Bill Self, no additional probation for the school, no additional punishment for Curtis Townsend, the assistant who was involved in all this, no postseason ban or anything like that. So they are they're, they're skating free. The only thing they, they have is the 
the vacation of records, which would obviously have meant a lot more if they'd won two more games in 2018 and won that national title. I kind of wish they had, just because it would have been nice to have a little bit of company and be like, <laughs> that seems ridiculous, but uh, not going to happen. Just 15 games and a Final Four banner coming down for them. The IRP, I mean... No future suspensions. No, no, they're, they're good. And this is the last case that the IRP is going to handle. Like, they're, they cease to exist now. They are, I, I tweeted this out, when I, and it was based on a very real story. My sophomore year, I took uh, geometry. It was the AP class. And at Trinity, you were allowed to be in the, the advanced program, and you could drop down in one class and stay in the advanced program. So I, I dropped down in math freshman year. I'm like, that's a no-brainer. Like, I, I'm not good at math. Uh, let's take honors math. I did it junior year. No problem. Take honors math. Sophomore year, my, my teacher was a, there's no other way to say it. He was an ass. Like, I, I, I despise this man. And he refused to let me drop down to a low. He was like, you can do it. I'm like, I, I really can't. I, I was like, I can do it if, if, I, like, if I don't pay attention to any of my other classes and just focus on this, I might be able to get like a B plus. But, he believes in you, man. Yeah, I don't, well, I, he, he was just being an ass is what no. he was doing. <laughs> so he was terrible. But he had to have surgery like, like midway through the year. And so we had this sub. And God love her. I'll never forget her. Miss Davis. She basically just had no idea what was going on in the class. No care what was going on in the class. Was going to give everybody like a hundreds. Like everybody was going to get an A in this class. So my grade for the year, we, we did quarterly grades at Trinity. You had, you had four quarters. I think it was like a 78, like 81, 98, and like a 76. Like So she saved, single-handedly saved my grade. Miss Davis was the IARP. <laughs> the IARP was the cool sub who came in and was like, you know what? You guys just kick back and relax. Doesn't matter what you do. You're going to get a good grade here. Let's all just be friends. Let's have a good time. Your hard-ass 80-year-old geometry teacher who's on the verge of death, he'll be back from his surgery in no time. And until then, enjoy your free grade. That was the IARP, letting everybody skate, not working too hard. And I'll tell you who I really do feel sorry for today. Oklahoma State and Mike Boynton got absolutely reamed in all this. They chose not to go the IARP route. They had a they had to miss the NCAA tournament with Cade Cunningham. They had the I mean the least amount of allegations, the least significant allegations of anybody involved in all this, and very easily got the harshest punishment. And they're sitting back here watching us skate. They're watching Kansas skate. They're watching Arizona skate. They're watching nothing happened to NC State. Nothing happened to Memphis. Like it's just it's all good for everybody else. And they've got to be thinking, I wish we had done what those schools did because that was the right move. Goodbye, IARP. I'll never forget you. I'll miss you forever. Could use you if we get in trouble again. Would love to bring it back if it ever happens, but hopefully that's not going to be an issue. I mean, Kansas got level five, level one violations, and only ended up with getting one charge. And they all, yeah, they knocked them all down. I mean, even Bill Self. Like, here's the thing, because I I do think that there were, like, there was a very easy case to be made for why our violations should have gotten knocked down. Namely, the fact that everybody involved in the case like was like Rick Pitino had no idea what was going on. Like, like you know, UFL was very much in the dark, which is a problem, but also in this case, it sort of served as a, a legitimate excuse. Also, they already had the Bayheim rule in place by the time Rick was given the, I don't know, not the, the, the Colonel Click response. Right, but if you're saying, like, you know, if you're trying to, like, the allegation by the NCAA was that Pitino did know initially, yeah. which I think everybody kind of I don't think he went did. against. Yeah. But with... Kansas himself, you've got text message from, from TJ Gasnola, yeah. who like like is the main dude here, who's who's having dinner with Bill Self and his family the night before Bill Self goes in the Hall of Fame. 
who's apologizing when he loses recruits. He's like, you know, we've always gotten you your guy, except for DeAndre Ayton. And Bill Self's like, LOL, I know, pal. Like, fist bump emoji. <laughs> like, it, it's the most obvious and blatant cheating. I think he sent him a cucumber, which I don't think he knows what a cucumber means. <laughs> he's, like, he's like laughing till I'm crying emoji, 100, fist pound. Like, let's <laughs> dollars cash wrapped in van emoji. Like, is that an emoji? There's, there's a cash emoji. Okay. I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know that. I got to find that. I'm pretty sure they used it at one point. I think it's in the actual federal case. Okay. Well, of course. I'm joking, but <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised. But, like, you've got him, uh, like, all but admitting multiple times in text messages that, like, yeah, we've been using these guys to help us cheat for a long time. And, and you've got Gastonola texting other people who are like, Kansas is our number one. Like, we helped Kansas out before anybody else. And, and yet and still, here they are. They're, they're basically skating with a slap on the wrist, which... Whatever. What are you going to do? It's all legal now anyway. I, I think the, the 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 cruel fact in all this is that if they had, if the NCAA had acted quickly or if the IRP had had it more together in the first two years, you probably would have seen some more strict punishments for ourselves included. But because they, they drug their feet, and it's, I mean, it's quite literally, we're more than six years removed from the story breaking, from the FBI being like, we're taking down all of college basketball. And now everyone's like, we got their playbook. We've got your playbook. And, and that guy got fired a month later. And <laughs> yeah, Trump removed him. Sue or whatever it was, hey, Moon. Uh, now, all of this stuff that we're talking about, most of it is above board. Most of it is totally legal. Most of it is, is, is totally acceptable by the NCAA. And so it would feel very, very strange to sit here and just destroy programs for doing what they can do legally now. Uh, so I think that played a big part in all of this. I think the IRP was just like, you know, enjoy your summer. Here's your here's your 96. Go on. Have a good time. Um, we'll, we'll take our first break here. When we come back here, I do want to talk a little red-white scrimmage. We'll talk about the, I don't want to say controversy, but the, the debate today about this game not being available for people who aren't going to make it out to the KFCM Center and, and all that good stuff. Your excitement level for this, where is it on your radar? Are you trying not to think about it, or are you going in with some cautious optimism? We'll get to that after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Build a highway, change its name to Johnson Boulevard. Up on Thursday, down on Friday, people ask me why are things so hard. Time's been hollow from Laredo. Welcome back in. Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. 1450 96 won the Big X. It is a uh, random Trevor Wednesday. Yeah, so yeah, he came up with a we came up with a random Amos Lee song on the on the on the thing. You've played Amos Lee, I think that you've played the Louisville song before. I have. I have played the Louisville one. I've maybe played Chill in the Air, which is my favorite of his, but okay. this is uh this is off the, the uh, Johnson Boulevard. This is off the 
the same same subtitled album, Jones of Boulevard, I believe. What was the outro music before? <laughs> it was Picture by Kid Rock and Sherman. That's right. Oh, that, yeah. which, why, don't, why do you have that on your Spotify playlist? I'm not going to. I like the song, okay? <laughs> don't judge me, I'm not, here, I'm not here to judge. You're right. You're right. No, no judging here. I've got some stuff on there that I'm sure I, even I'm I mean, like, I don't even remember playing this. I don't know why. I mean, I should there. be brave enough to be like, you know, I didn't, I could have been like, nah, I'm not going to play that. Every now and, but, and then. But you, sometimes, but I'm like, I don't care, whatever. I'm going to play it. Every now and then, like, you will find yourself in a situation where, like, Goo Goo Dolls Iris will come on. You're like, you know what? <laughs> I made fun of that song back in the day. I kind of, I'm putting it on the Spotify play, and then it'll come up a year later. And you're like, why the hell do I have this uh, on a playlist? Been, yeah, that has happened. The only time I, I don't I don't go with the true uh, shuffle is um, I tried to with this one like uh, uh, "Holla at Me" by Tupac came on I'm like maybe I can get a good clean version mm, and that's it, it is tough man. It's, people are probably every time I do this they're probably like man this is the whitest guy I've ever listened. <laughs> like, I, I'm not, first of all there there's there is truth to that but second of all I, I do have some like hip hop on my I just I just a lot of it I can't play because right. It's just not very clean. That's why I bleeped you a bleep. You bleep yeah, it's like, I mean, I'm trying to do the Take money. <laughs> On occasion, I, if, there's, if there's a radio edit version of it, I can maybe pull it out. But, I mean, I've got like four Tupac albums on here. And more often than not, usually it's a B-side that's coming up when I do a shuffle. So, Do you see the... Uh, uh, but, but, but you want to hear the... Uh, I got... I, this is kind of a sad and a happy part on my Facebook memories today. Okay. Um. I'll do a shout out. One, 11 years ago today, apparently we lost Bino Cook, unfortunately. Wow. Um, Ron Paulus has not won the Heisman since. And unfortunately, seven years ago today, apparently we lost our main handsome Jimmy. God, it's been that long? It's been those two both were on my Facebook seven years. Uh, yep, I said he's he's going to heaven to bench four and squat five and get respect. I remember doing, like, I remember doing a show tweet that day for the, the old show where I was like, we're talking about Handsome Jimmy. and, and Yeah. I, I just looked it up. Yeah, October 11th, 2016. That's nuts that it's been that long. Like I remember he he had showed up to a, showed up to a remote that we did at uh, like a, a running store. I can't remember the name of it. Um, like just a few months prior. Swags. It, it was. It was Swags. You're yeah. exactly right. He was one, that was one of the people. They, they did some commercials with us because of him, yeah. He, yeah, he showed up there, and his mom had just passed. And he was, like, talking to me and John, and he was um, – he got teared up, choked up about it, and I remember it was the same day that Malik Williams committed to Louisville, and we were making a big deal about how like this is going to be. You know, he's he's baby Durant. Here we go, and, and like <laughs> Hayes and Jimmy was all happy, and then I remember he yeah he, he passed not long after that, and it was just uh, it, was, it was so sudden and so sad. But Hanson was Hanson was a good guy, and twelve years ago today, apparently, and this you'll like this because okay. we, we talked about this movie to nauseum last week. To nauseum. Apparently, I was watching Rudy. Apparently, on October 11, two thousand eleven. And I started having, this must have been two in the morning because my quote is, watching Rudy in the great scene where everyone puts on their jerseys so he can dress. Now I'm wondering, who got benched? <laughs> I don't think anybody got benched. Because they, 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 they all put their jerseys down, but someone had to have got literally benched. Well, not even benched, they just couldn't dress. No, okay, that's getting benched, right? They they, they couldn't put, they weren't about lib be allowed to be in the game they couldn't even be on no they couldn't even be on yeah. the bench is the thing so i'm just curious I'm, I'm, they never did say who was i mean everyone was willing to fall on the sword but one person literally got stabbed and we don't know who it was also for home games everybody's allowed to dress i don't you know, i mean yeah, i guess the were, rules were probably i mean you know then. dave you couldn't really just got away with like one more person it's, it's, it's like it's like it's like the the, the, the checkout line the, the express line like you got 11 items uh-uh 
Like, you can't get one more pack of gum in there. It's Rudy. I mean, he's like the size of a pack of gum. They already didn't give him his name on the back of the jersey. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that in the movie? <laughs> Not Everyone else has names on the back of the jersey besides Yeah, because Steele puts down his jersey. When well, I, no, when he <laughs> runs into the game, there's like no name on his jersey. Like Everybody else has one. It's like, come on, Because they gave him the practice jersey? Jesus. Like, let, <laughs> give the kid a break. He had some forewarning. I'm just, uh, I'm just always, these, these are little things that I wonder about at night sometimes. Apparently, not, not just changed in the last 13 years or 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> what was the first thing that you said? What was the, because I was going to say something. Uh, Beano Cook passed, unfortunately. Yeah. I that was the first memory. I, something else. I can't remember what it was. But anyways, something was on my mind. I've lost it. It's gone forever. Then there's That's another fun. one from like 14 years ago. We're talking about watching Boardwalk Empire. Dynamite. <laughs> it's like, it's like home. Got a, I think I said something about ice cream. I'm going to watch Nucky. <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, t- tonight. How am I single? <laughs> Basketball is officially back tonight. Yeah, baby. Ba- uh, unofficially, officially back. It is the unofficial kickoff of the 2023-24 U of L men's basketball season with the red-white scrimmage. It's going to go down tonight at 7 o'clock inside the KFC Yum Center. So U of L has been – they've been hyping this thing up for a while. Yeah. They, they, you know, they, they didn't do Louisville Live. Which rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and I, I, I think at that at that time, the one of the justifications was how much they were going to do for this red white scrimmage, like like how much they were going to make this accessible to the average fan. Like there was, you know, they were trying to make it a, a very fan friendly. They're gonna have all these features. You can meet the team afterwards and have this autograph session, and you know, custom intros and all this stuff. Like like it's gonna be. A big deal. So 7 o'clock at the Yum Center, we're going to see the team play for the first time. But if you can't make it out to the KFC Yum Center, you've got no way to watch this game. They're not going to stream it. There's no – I mean, I'm not saying you need a full – come back with a twist on me and be like, so you can – I was about to get no, so no, no. excited. I mean, same. I, mean, I think a lot of people were. Yeah. There's no, like, you know – I'm not saying we even need an ACC Network broadcast. I'm not even saying we need, like, an ESPN Plus broadcast. I mean, you can do what a lot of high school games do now – which is just have the camera set up. Like, just give us a stream of the actual. We don't. I don't even need anybody telling me what's going on. I can figure it out for myself, listening to the audio, listening to the PA guy. Like, just give me a chance to see this game. It didn't have to be free. I'd pay three ninety nine on like through GoCards.com sure. for five ninety nine. I'd go as high as ten bucks. I mean, yeah, ten bucks is the ticket. I think to get you in. Yeah, so I think, I'd pay. I'd pay nine ninety nine. And they did that one year with one of the year with the when they're like preseason tours. Yeah, I think. you're right. So. I mean, there are a lot of people, I think, I guess they're trying to encourage attendance at the game, which, sure, fine. But this is a, it's a Wednesday night game at 7 o'clock. It's not like, for me personally, like, I can't take my 4-year-old and my 1-year-old to a game that's going to tip off at 7 o'clock and would have me home around, like, 10 o'clock on a Wednesday. And I think a lot of other people are in the same boat. I've seen people that are out of town. We have a lot of fans that don't live in the city of Louisville that would like to watch this, I'm sure. Uh, they, they can't make it to the KFC Yum Center. It's it just, I mean... I made the point on 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 Twitter this morning, like 15 years ago. We remember we used to always have two red white scrimmages. Patino loved having those things. They would both be on WHAS locally, or at least one of them. Yeah, no, they was. would. They were both. I think both on there. almost every year. Yeah. Both them were. I think there were a couple of years where they would have one, and then the, the second one or the first one you had to go in person. Whatever. Like they were very well attended, and, and if you couldn't make it out there, you had a chance to watch it. Now, 15 years later, in 2023, when I mean we've like. like Club Tiddlywinks is, is being streamed on e, one of the ESPN networks. You, you can stream anything. You know, rifle, you can stream it. Anything you want to watch. Tiddlywinks is pretty exciting. By the I way. saw can, there were highlights of Can Jam going around. Which they call it something new now, but 
what the game that I used to call Can Jam is being played professionally, and you can watch it live if you want to. Watch Cornhole. Be a stream. It's a tailgating game. We yeah, as, as one of the as the highest grossing men's basketball program in America, in the most college basketball rabid city in America, we can't watch our first glimpse at Kenny Payne's second uh, second team unless we show up in person. And I mean, I'll spoil it for you. This is not going to boost attendance dramatically tonight. You're, you're going to see that there aren't going to be more than two thousand people there. I'm I'm just telling you, there. Out of that crowd, whatever it is, maybe a hundred of them are, are people who are going to this because they you know, who would have watched on stream, but now feel like they they have to go. Everybody else is going to go regardless. And you, I, the reason I know that is because we used to get eight to, to twelve thousand for this scrimmage when it was actually on TV. If people want to go, they're going to go. And if they don't want to go, but they you know they, they have a casual interest of watching on stream, it's not going to force them to go to the KFC Yum Center. So I don't, I feel like we're just. I mean, is this is this the is there handy? Is this not because they don't want TV because they want people to have to go, or is they don't want on TV because they don't want TV to be shown how many few people are actually going to be there? No, I mean, I don't think they care about that. I, I really and truly don't because it's a it's scrimmage. I mean, it, I mean, he kind of cared about it about Louisville Live was one of the I think mindsets of wanting to not want to do was the fear of lack of attendance. Well, I don't think that's true at all. You don't think lack of attendance had anything to do with that at all? No, I mean it was. It's been very well attended all four years they've done it. I think it would have been well attended again. I think they just. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think we they talked were, about it for for a while during the show at one point. So, I mean. but I don't think we talked about lack of attendance being a fact, contributing factor. I, I think I think it was more about maybe like the people who show up. Like, I mean, potential getting booed, stuff like that. Maybe angry fans. I think they also the lack of recruits that were going to come to this thing was probably the the, the bigger deal. Um, I mean, I. Maybe I don't know. I, I I think that it's. I guess you you know you do have to if you're going to stream it on ESPN Plus or whatever you have to hire announcers. I'm sure that costs a little bit of money. But like, we make a ton of money. We 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 have we enough in the banana enough. stand to have a to have a broadcast of a red white scrimmage if we want that to happen. It it just feels like you couldn't put a student out there to do it anyway. I mean. I know what U of L is trying to do right now. I, I I see, and apparently a lot of it is directed by Kenny Payne, where he wants to make a he wants to forge close relationships. They 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 did the thing during the summer where they would take season ticket holders and they would have these very you know, closed door sessions where they could come watch practice, a handful of, of of season ticket holders at a time, and then afterwards they could hear from Payne directly and they could interact with him and meet him and talk with the players and interact with them. And they did like four or five sessions of that. Like he wants to do this thing where it's you know, they're doing the the flybys where fans are showing up and, and getting the packages and all that stuff. I, I see what they're like, I see what they're trying to do. The reality is, you have to connect with more than just the diehard of the diehards, the people who can afford season tickets and who are keeping their season tickets. Like you need like U of L men's basketball. The fan base is large, and a lot of people can't go to games. A lot of people can't be involved in this 502 flyby stuff. A lot of people can't make it out to a scrimmage on a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And if you can connect with them in other ways, especially right now, I think you have to do whatever you can to reach as many fans as possible. And if that means doing a, a crappy stream of a, a game that look you're guaranteed to win and where people are going to walk away saying, regardless of what happens, People are going to, if they want to paint a positive picture for the rest of the season, an optimistic future for the, the rest of the season, they're going to do so tonight. 
I mean, we had people last year after the red-white scrimmage who were like, I don't know. I think they look like a Sweet 16 team to me. And <laughs> didn't end up being that way. But alcohol, alcohol was sold to red-white scrimmage, right? Look, if, if they shoot 22% <laughs> tonight from the field as, 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 as a unit, both teams, you can say it's great defense. They're playing awfully hard on defense. If they light it up, if, if Sky Clark goes off for 75 tonight, you can say, well, I think Sky Clark's going to be an All-American. You can paint this thing pretty however you want to tonight, and it's the only time this season that you get that opportunity. So you would think this would be a great time to get as many people involved as possible, especially with, you know, there's not a whole lot else going on right now. You, you've got the volleyball game on Friday. You've got the, the, the football game on Saturday. This is a chance for basketball to take an early center stage and then kind of go back to the, the, the background until next week when they play Simmons College for the first time uh, for the first exhibition game. And then, I mean, football is going to remain the focus. But if you want to get some positive chatter surrounding basketball, I would think you would want as many eyes on tonight as possible, but that's just, it's not going to happen. And I, I, I think it's a misstep. I, th- I think if there was a- any way that they could have gotten this thing out there to as many viewers as possible, I think they should have done that. But maybe there's some hurdles there that I'm just not aware of. I, I don't know. But I'd like to watch. I'd love to watch. And you're right, it is a misstep. But then again, it's the another misstep in a long line of missteps in the last 18 months in this basketball program. It just, yeah, I mean, it just feels like... Now just almost losing the, the, the ability to be shocked at it. I understand that they can't... Like, Kenny Payne can't win with a fan base until he wins on the court. I understand that there's nothing you can do right now that's going to get everybody you can, gung-ho. It, 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 you, but, you can do little things to help. But there are smaller things you can do to alleviate some of this criticism yes. that's out there. There are baby steps you can take that at least set the stage for more positivity if you do start actually winning games when the season comes around. Because I do, I mean, again, maybe you think I'm, I'm being overly optimistic, but we have a very bad non-conference schedule. Like, like we have a, we have, there are a lot of teams out there that I think pretty much any Power 5 team would beat. And I'm just saying what it is. I, I think there's a good chance that we can start off doing, you know, the opposite of what we did last year, which is beat the teams that we're supposed to beat. And, you know, we, if, when that happens, if we get off to like a 3-0, 4-0 start, you can start telling yourself, like, hey, I, I, I like what I'm seeing. I think we maybe will take a step towards Tier 2. So you want as many fans that are already, you know, on your side as possible going into the season who would, you know, kind of buy into that a little bit. And doing, I think, little things like this help that. And instead, uh, you, you cancel Louisville Live. You have a head coach who's not very visible during the offseason. You've got an assistant coach who's interviewing for a G League head coaching job. You've got top recruits leaving top Australia, recruit going to Australia before he even can have his first official practice. Like all this stuff just kind of piles up, and it's led to a, a situation where I feel like there's as little enthusiasm for the start. Of, like I never thought we'd get to a point where it would be October 11th, and I would hear this little chatter about Louisville men's basketball from everybody. And when I weir- would hear chatter, it's it's all kind of like don't talk about, it, don't talk about it, don't talk about it. We're trying to focus on football right now. It's a weird place to be in. And I think that, you know, again, there's only so much you can do after a 4-28 and season, but I do think that some of this is self-inflicted and could have been easily avoidable. But go out there and, you know, start 9-1 and and everybody will be singing a different tune. 502-414-1450. I mean, I think they will. You beat, uh, if you, if you beat Connecticut. I was more of the maybe. Or Texas or Indiana. Was, uh, maybe we go 9-1. and one, but I mean. If you go 9-1, and one, I think everybody's singing a different tune. I know I'll sing a different tune, for sure. If you go 9-1, and one, I, I'll feel pretty damn good about what we're saying picture by kid rock and, and i will not <laughs> i will not 502-414-1450 the thorns text i will take a few texts here before we get to um 
Hour number two. Speaking of quick text, I, I, I don't know why I just read one from like like around twelve something. Because he caught my attention, says, "Can I can I get some Creed singing from John? Did they play Creed on the on Spears show today too? Maybe. Has the Creed fever been spreading? Have I brought back the the Creed the Creed madness? Hmm. There's one style of music to bring back. I'm sorry, but I had to pick Creed. But Hold okay. <laughs> I the most recent text that I saw is a roll call text. It just said, "Never mind, whatever." <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so another one's. What it say? Uh, I don't know why we're going through old text here, but it's like uh, it was something like uh, yes, a bunch of uh, middle-aged white dudes talking about '90s gangster rap. I need more of it, or something like that. We can make that happen. <laughs> Trust me, I'm there. Yeah, white guys analyzing '90s gangster rap. Oh yeah, I'm here for that party. <laughs> That's what it says. Texas says now more than ever is the time to pick a home game to do the silent CCBM game. It has to be Duke. After the cartwheel, how about sitting a basketball pick for a block on a punt return? I like all those ideas. The because this this has been my dream for over a decade now. When that when I first laid eyes on that the the bird mask that looks so much like our original Card Chronicle logo when we first joined SB Nation, my initial goal was for the Halloween game that year against Cincinnati. I wanted whatever the stadium held back then, like fifty five thousand people, wearing that bird mask, sitting in dead silence for four quarters, sitting in dead silence. Nobody moves, nobody says anything, nobody cheers. You. You can't tell. I don't care if we bring in the Kansas City Chiefs. We're winning that football game. Like There is nobody who could beat us in that environment. And if we want to guarantee a victory over Duke on October 28th, which would be Halloween weekend this year, bird mask game. Get everybody bird masks. Let them sit in silence. Nobody screw this up. We're going to win a football game. It's been two and a half years, and every time you still read CCBM, I think of the hockey jersey. Well, that's on you. I just, I'm just not, I think I'd be used to it by now. Well, I think you would pronounce episode correctly, too, but you, you don't. I don't think you would eat a meatloaf. I think you would learn assistant coaches' names, but it hasn't happened yet. They're not even here anymore. Still. Why was the boss? Why should I bother knowing them? They weren't even here that long. Who's our assistant besides Nolan Smith and Danny Manning? Uh, uh, Jenna Jameson. What's his real name? Jame, uh, Jeff Jameson? Nope. Josh? Josh is correct. Okay. Three <laughs> guesses. I'm glad you gave me Manning and Nolan. I would have been like, ooh. Uh. <laughs> I will say, like, I think it was two years ago. I can't remember what game it was, but UofL did make a concerted effort to get bird masks for every member of the student section. Like, like they hit me up because people think that I like actually am benefiting from this, which I wish I, I wish I was. But like these things will sell out everywhere, and they're like, damn, Rutherford must be rolling it. I'm like, I don't get any money from this. It's not technically my product. Why? Why don't you make it? Why don't we? Why don't we? But do a little. I, I, I got some connections. I know people who know people. We'll we'll, we'll get we'll make some masks and sell them. Could have used you 13 years ago, but now it's probably it's probably missed out on that. But you no, this is the second company. Right did here. hit me up and they were like, "Do you know where we can get? I don't know, like like 1,200 of these." I'm like, "I no. Try Amazon. Try these stores if you can't." And so it didn't happen. But that would have been cool. That would have been the realization of a dream. But if we could make it happen for the Duke game this year, that, that would be great. School full of daycare behind us. That's all free labor, man. Why would you see the one that was saying her kid tried to get my car before the show? Well, yeah, you also, you parked right where <laughs> people, you, I, I, I literally thought I was seeing things when you got out of your car. I'm like, you, you can't leave your car right there. Oh, well, you parked right next to the door where people get through. It's like the only way out of the parking lot. Well, it's because you took the spot next to me. Yes, and left room for people to get out. <laughs> That's not my fault you didn't give me enough room to park there and leave room as well. I was there first. You didn't have to park. You're acting like I like parked next to you. I parked, you came in five <laughs> minutes later. 
and parked, like, literally blocking the only exit out of the parking lot. Well, people can turn around. I, th- I mean, I, when you stopped there, I was like, what are you, what, what, are you trying to talk to me? What are you doing? No, just, I, like, I like to take the stop closest to the door. I even yelled at you as I got out of the car. I was like, you can't park here, Trev. And then I came out. Oh, that and, was you. Yeah, and, you're, and you're, <laughs> you just walked in. I see your car sitting right there. I'm like, what is he doing? No, what's, uh, I can't remember her name, the, the nice blonde lady that works here, that always has her kids here. Her oldest just tried to get in the car with me when I was sitting I there. That, yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. Was, he's like, wrong car. I'm like, really? I know. <laughs> it's all good. Hop on in, bud. Right. What is it? People trying to get in, walk in my house and car. Come on. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> That's how you talk when you're outside the radio station. I do not. <laughs> I don't get in the car. He's selling Marge shot. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking if you got him, Junior. That's how you talk right there. That's how that's how if you ever wondered, that's how Trevor sounds the moment we get off radio. Texas, I'm kind of sick of hearing national media making excuses for Notre Dame and CBS inside college football picking Pitt on Saturday because U of L blew its uh I can't know if I can say that uh, versus Notre Dame. I didn't know that uh CBS inside college football did pick Pitt. Really? Why? I'm assuming not you're not why you're surprised. Why would they pick Pitt? I'm curious. I just, I mean, I'm assuming because you know, the texture said they think that we, yeah, put everything into the Notre Dame game. I guess, but Pitt's like shown no life to make you think that they could turn it around at some point, like at any point, really. They've lost four in a row and looked bad in all four games. They have, is, is there a part of you though that gets a little bit nervous seeing that they're only it's, it's a road game that they're making this quarterback change, Christian uh, Bayou? Oh no, no, that doesn't scare me. The only thing that worries about me is being a road game and and how we can. I just don't, the, the only the only positive don't I guess it just makes me a little nervous. But on the other hand, I know they're not going to have the same atmosphere NC State did. There's no way. So well, no, that that makes me nervous too. Like I, it's going to be a terrible atmosphere. Like I, I feel like we're going to have to create our our own energy. I get worried about three things. I, I do worry about the hangover. I think it's a real thing. Possibly. I yeah. worry about this game being on the road and being in a sleepy environment in an NFL stadium. And then also, it's going to rain on Saturday, and that's a grass field. You know, rain on turf doesn't really – they wipe the ball off so much it doesn't affect quarterbacks that much when they – you know, probably Petrino used to talk about how, how much he loved throwing the ball in the rain because he thought it was such an advantage for the offense. But on grass field, there's going to be slipping out there. It's going to take away – like I mean, they're going to want to run the ball a ton. That's going to be their offense. We obviously like to throw it a little bit more. I think it will hurt our speed and athleticism advantage. Like There are like I, there are reasons why I think this is going to be a relatively close game. I don't think Pitt's good, but I am definitely nervous about this game. All logical reasons to be nervous. I agree. I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think I, I would. I, I'm more. I'd be more worried about the NC State atmosphere than the, the dull atmosphere, though. I feel like we can. I'm not. Well, I was. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm the the sleepy the sleepy on road atmosphere makes me feel more warm and cozy. And it does worry. I guess. We just don't play well up there. We never have, even with good teams. Try strong. Yeah, but we've never had. But this is our best coach. That's true. Very very fair point. You're right. You don't 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 like uh, lump you know what what happened with Sass what what what, what Brahms gonna do? Satterfield yesterday just getting crapped on. Don't again. lump us in with that Martian. Our coaching our coaching staff is smart and well deserved, and prepared. His is just boring and can't score in the red zone. Satterfield just getting piled on by everybody. By the way, is he still getting? Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the the whole like. Uh, I mean, I hate to be the like the, we told you so, but I mean the comment about the running backs not being explosive has not gone over well with the Cincinnati fans. 
Did you see the, the tweet from the message is board? Is he going to make it through the year? I mean, he's going to Did you see the message year. board comment from Saturday night where the Cincinnati fan is like, every every week this Brom guy makes our AD look more of like a bleeping moron. Like, <laughs> no, but it's so good. It could have been me writing it. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, 4 o'clock hour is up next. Oh, yeah. We'll take some text. We didn't do much damage there. We'll hear from you guys. Your thoughts on the red-white scrimmage, your thoughts on football, whatever's on your mind. It's Weird Wednesday. Let those thoughts fly at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Hour two on the way next here on 1450. The Though I tried not to hurt you, though I tried, but I guess that's why they say every rose has its thorn. Just like every night has its dawn. Just like every cowboy sings the same to say its song. Yes, it does. Four o'clock hour here, the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Best, best, best hairband ballad ever. I don't know if I can disagree with that. It's a great song. 1450 The Big X. Talk a little hoops today on a Wednesday. Maybe against our will, but still doing it. <laughs> I mean, and we'll talk about it tomorrow, I mean, because we're going to have, it's going to be. The tell us what you thought or who was out there, who saw what. I mean, we'll be breaking down the Zuber, the is it Zuber, Zuber films. Is that who it is? Zuber. Yeah, that guy. I mean, they'll be the, the news people will be there, so there'll be footage that's out there. Yeah, I think we'll we'll try to get somebody. I'm gonna try to get somebody lined up on the show. When do the phones here work? Have we established this? Can we have guests on now? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know it didn't go well when KRC tried. Unless here's a caller. Okay, well, yeah. Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, now, don't, don't, oh, now, watch what you say. Well, what are you trying to do? I was do? just showing you the phones worked. We got a dial tone. We've always had a dial tone. We still have not been able to use phones for two years, so. <laughs> no, was, we had issues with people calling in. Calling out was never an issue, though. Well, if the, well, say that. We had, like, three guests that dropped every time they came on. If we can get the phones to work, I, like to, I would like to have somebody on tomorrow's show who attended the scrimmage tonight who can actually shed some insight on what took place. Yeah. I don't want, Do you I don't, know this person, or are we just taking out flyers? Well, I mean, I, we can get Ken Spencer. We can get okay. Matt McGavick. We can get somebody who, right. who's at the game tonight who can come on the show. But, like, I don't I don't want to do the thing where it's you and me being like, yeah, I mean, Sky Clark scored 20 points. I think he's pretty good. And, and, you know, we didn't actually watch him play and see how it went down. I mean, we'll read. I'm sure there will be fans who attend. I'm sure they'll, they'll write some recaps on social media and they'll write some recaps on message boards that will be good to go off of. But I'd like to have somebody out there who we trust who goes to the game tonight, and who can report back tomorrow. So we'll do that. But, yeah, it will be discussed tomorrow. Um, but then we'll, we'll move on to bigger and better things right now, which is Louisville football. Speaking of Louisville football, we've got new ACC championship odds from Bet Online. They put out their conference odds uh, to win for every league. ACC, the favorite right now, is still the favorite from the beginning of the season. Florida State's a one-to-two shot to win the conference. North Carolina is second at five-to-one. In third, your Fighting Cardinals of Louisville yeah. at eleven nice to two. Put the third undefeated team in third place at eleven to two. So right behind North Carolina, 
The only there's a as you might expect there's a large drop off from Louisville to uh, next, which is Miami at ten to one, then Duke sixteen to one, Clemson still getting twenty to one odds, NC State is sixty six to one, and then nobody else is uh, is under one hundred and fifty to one. So, well, no, but Duke's Duke's lost to Notre Dame. That doesn't count as an ACC loss, though, right? No, it does not. So they are technically still undefeated in the ACC with the other three. They are. But they've got a very difficult schedule. No, I know. I mean, they've got us and Florida State in North Carolina. So, yeah. I mean, they, they, they're the poor guys that get to play everybody. All three of those games are on the road. Oh, man. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> there, somewhere there is a good, like, hardcore Duke football fan, and I feel bad for that person a little bit right now. Yeah, I mean, they've got seven conference games left. They've only played one. They will play at Florida State. Or they'll play versus NC State this weekend at home. It's still going to be a tough game. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll play at Florida State in two weeks. They play at us in three weeks. Then they get Wake Forest at home. I think it's a Thursday night game, which, you know, short rest, which is not ideal, but Wake Forest sucks. And then at North Carolina, at Virginia versus Pitt. So there's a <laughs> Notre Dame's the only home game they got pretty much. <laughs> well, Wake Forest and Pitt. Yeah. They should. I mean, there's a, especially with Riley Leonard being hurt, his status I think is still uncertain for this weekend's game against NC State. It seems more likely than not that they're going to drop at least one game. Hopefully, multiple games. Hopefully against us, but we'll see. They were like, their schedule is like the opposite of ours, where we play almost no road games this year. They played almost no home games, it feels like. Well, our schedule's weird, too, because the... Well, the two neutral games The were, two neutral yeah. site games are... I mean, it's like but we one only, side's calling them a road game, one side's calling them a, a neutral game. It's just, it's, it's weird. I mean, technically, we only played, what, three true road games this year? Technically, we will only play... Because I think the Georgia Tech game technically is is, is a road game. I got a confirmation on that. It's a, okay. it's a conference game. It's on the road. You know, they called it a road game. We called it a. But we wouldn't call we would call it a true. Ro- I mean, would you call it a true road game? I mean, I mean, literally it is. Atlanta, yeah. But no, I mean, we had a lot of fans travel for that. It's a, they they play that Chick fil A kickoff game or now the Affleck kickoff game there every year. So the only three true road games we have. Again, two of them are in NFL stadiums against Miami and Pitt. Yeah. And then NC State was kind of, NC State was like the only real road, like college environment game that we have this entire year, which is crazy when you think about it. It is. But it also works out to our favor. You gotta take advantage of it though, and we have so far. So sometimes the stars all have to align in other ways. Kind of feel like they have. Who do you think is the odds on favor to win the Big Ten right now? I mean, Ohio State is well, no, I'm gonna say Michigan. Michigan is the favorite. Six to yeah, five. They've Ohio been State. looked more impressive than Ohio State has. Ohio State right behind them at two to one, and then Penn State in third at three to one. Penn State's kind of the one getting kind of lost in the uh, the shuffle of person. Especially if they've been as dominant as they have. Even though I did see James Franklin had a had a little spat with the uh, reporter yesterday. I saw that. I didn't listen to it. But so I, he asked him I about, saw it go around and make the rounds. I don't understand really why Franklin was like so upset about it. He just asked him something about it. was just a question about like kind of, you know, Hucking and chucking it deep, kind of ball type thing, and Franklin's like, "We've never done that in my history. I'm just, I'm getting my skin's crawling thinking about doing it." I'm like, <laughs> "Like, okay, I mean, I, 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 just, I can hear the, the, the poor reporter. He sounds as young as can be, like being like, simple no would have been suffice.' But, you know, <laughs> I can see him doing that at the end of the, end of the thing, but he did. Like Franklin just goes off about. It. He's like, "We've literally never done." He's like, "Well, when you had Godwin and guys like Dotson, you." We never did. I'm like, okay. That's why every Penn State quarterback transferred. James, calm down, buddy. Well, that's because Sean Clifford was a starter for eight years, too. Yeah. Like I, for some reason, they were never taking Clifford out of the game. I saw that clip making the rounds, but I, 
I, I couldn't figure out what was going on just by reading the comments. I, I saw people that were like, what a terrible question. And people were like, Franklin needs to calm down. And I was like, what? I was like, what exactly happens here? It was a corny question, but I mean, it's also like, why bother? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you just, I mean, just having a bad day, obviously, Franklin was or something. Because otherwise, you've just been like, well, that's a good idea, but, you know, and just move on from it. Let the easy ones go. Yeah. They're at Ohio State in two weeks. That'll be their first big test. I've seen a lot of people that are putting, that are trying to, there's like an early movement to make the Louisville Duke game, college game day, game of the week. I mean, what what else is going on that week? That's kind of what I'm trying to figure okay. out. Because I, I know, I mean, look, in order for that to happen, Duke probably has to beat NC State this weekend and Florida State. Well, that game's week. on October 28th, right? Yep. I mean, I can just go to small conference games. Like that I said, the October 28th game. That game's on October 28th, right? Well, you say a lot of things. I'm looking at the other top 25 games right now. Tennessee, Kentucky is the only other top 25 versus top 25 game that if week. They're both there. Oh, I take it back. Oklahoma, Kansas. They've already done a Kansas game for game day. Morgan, Utah. Yeah, they might. They probably haven't been out west. That that that'd be a tough one. And depend again, we're depending on where they're ranked because I don't know who they each play on the way there. But I mean, they don't have that many more games. I feel like that's the biggest competition. Yeah, did you, did you say Oklahoma? You said Oklahoma. I did. Yeah. But they've already been. They've already done a Kansas game this year. They did, did they? Okay. Uh, Ohio State, Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin. If they if they're once beaten, they'll be ranked by the time they get to that game. I mean, I'll see where Colorado is. But you got Colorado at UCLA. I think you mentioned that though. Siren? What is that? Yeah, it's. I, I know. I'm sorry. The window's up. I'm trying to. I wanted to meet myself, but I was talking. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, what is that? It's good. Well, you open your window. I get hot in here. I have to go it's warm. It's really warm today. Yeah, so I had to open the window, but I've got to like be. I've got to mute my mic here and there because I got like people like coming to their car doing their alarms behind me and. The, the, you know, just the sirens, but I was in the middle of saying that statement, so I couldn't really do it right there. Um, yeah, I mean, really the Pac-12 games that we said, said you said, because I know Colorado's not ranked, but let's be honest, it's Colorado. I mean. They've already done Colorado games, too. True, but this one's at UCLA, so maybe they'll just, they want to do, like, you know, prime going to Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, if I'm handicapping, I'm, I'm thinking that we're, we're not the first choice here, but we're no. in the top five. I think oh, have, yeah, yeah. With the right breaks, and again, with Duke, with, with us, if we hold serve and beat Pitt this weekend, and we're 7-0 going to that game, and Duke is coming, is 6-1 and with their only loss to Notre Dame and wins over Florida State, wins over NC State, I think there's a there's a very real shot Duke, that they could come. If they're coming out with a, with a week removed from the beating Florida State, then, yeah, that's definitely going to help. Uh, we we we, we did not do much damage on the Thornton sex line, so we're gonna get back to that now. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll take some text from you guys. They do damage on us. Weird Wednesday. Feel free to get loose uh, by hitting us yeah, up with some anything. questions, some topics, whatever you got. It's uh you know, middle of the week. We're willing to get sidetracked today. Texas that I've waited for weeks to ask this since coming back to the new studio, but now I feel like it's time. When do we get the new intro back, Cowboy? Cowboy. Well, I gotta figure it out because the the, the intro is now like put into the system. The open is, and I don't have actually access to that, so I've. So you got can to, only play this one. It's it's scheduled right now, so so in, until I get like another one to send it, I got to get to Dave and be like, you know, hey, can you put this in there? But then he yells at me, so. <laughs> 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 we only had that intro for like a month before we had to go back to the uh, the old one. No one liked that one though. They didn't. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it got kind of like new coked. So, you know, I went back to the old one. I'll be honest, I didn't really like that one. I mean, I like some of the bites in it, but maybe it just didn't have maybe it didn't have the right flow to it. There's no background music. It just it was it was it was, it was clunky, a little clunky. <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked the clips that were used, but a little clunky. Texas Mike and Trev. Hey, that's that's one of those is me. I got a good preseason basketball wager for you. 
St. John's is plus 1,600 to win the Big East on FanDuel. Ooh. I threw a 100% profit boost promotion on it, giving me plus 3,200. That's an awfully high-value bet when you're talking about a Rick Pitino team. To win the Big East? Yeah, I'd put... You gave me St. John's right now at plus 3,200 to win the Big East. I'll put 100 bucks on it. I'm assuming it's regular season. I don't know if they do tournament odds like this early. I don't think so. I think it probably would be regular season. I would I would hope so. I mean, I'd put... I mean, 1,600 is a nice... I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I'm, I might have to look into that. But that's a prop bet on on DraftKings. I might look into that. I mean, I I think that Patino will. I think they're going to compete for it for for sure. I I think they'll be good this year. I I don't think that they're going to like compete for. I don't, I don't think they'll be a top three team in that conference. I don't know. I mean, I know Mar. I know yes, obviously Marquette, but I'm just wondering how much of Marquette was. Well, and a flash in the pan. UConn won the national championship. They did. They're going to be pretty good. They did. They were good. But he's just, I don't know, but at 3,200, that's pretty good odds not to pass on for a chance at a team that's It's awesome. worth throwing, like, a little bit of coin on. Yeah. But I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't stake a, a ton of, I mean, Creighton's got virtually everybody back from a team that, that almost went to the Final Four. Um, I'll take I'll take Xavier's I'll take really Tino over over McDermott team any day. I will, so. too, but uh, they, they, he doesn't have the players that Creighton has. Yeah. And at some point, that matters. I I, I think they're going. I, I think Jazz will be good, but I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they'll be within a couple games of the whoever wins the regular season title. Texas, they take the bet. Texas says, "I just heard on a CBS College Football segment with Danny Cannell and Dennis Dodd that the fourth or fifth tiebreaker for the ACC is literally Jim Phillips drawing names from a hat. No, and then sends the link. Why is there a part of me that thinks this could be true? I guarantee it's true." I mean, that's just. <laughs> Remember back in the day, the AAC, we lost the uh, the number one seed in the in the conference tournament, the one year we played in that tournament because of, of a uh, a tiebreaker. Cincinnati got it. I don't remember what the tiebreaker was. It was something. It was a, co- a, co- a coin toss. That's what I meant. To say. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Then I mean, that's that's what I was thinking. Like, my mind automatically goes to Varsity Blues, or not Varsity Blues, but uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Where they do the you know the coin, which toss. was a real thing. That was a real part of the. Book. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I, I mean. I mean, yeah, but the, 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 the problem is is we're also comparing the reality of a high school football tournament to big-time college big football. Big-time college football, which, I mean. Can you imagine if we got left out of the conference championship game on a coin, on a coin flip or, or a, a drawing a name out of a hat? I would I would, I would would demand to see all the, the contents of that hat and all the names on it to make sure it was legit. Would they live stream the hat draw? They'd have to. Um, they'd probably do it like they probably do like the NBA lottery and be like, "Well, only one person was in there to see it. Trust us, this is how it went." I, I, I don't know what steps three and four are based on the initial step. It's almost, it's virtually impossible for there to be a way where the the tiebreaker goes down that far. Here's this is via Kelly Dickey at Real Card Game on Twitter. Here's what he had to say. This is the all the info you need here. Based on the ACC tiebreaker, Louisville's chances to advance to the ACC championship game from a three way tie with Florida State and North Carolina at eight no requires that its ACC opponents have a better combined winning percentage in conference play than the ACC opponents of either Florida State or North Carolina. So he says, in addition to rooting for Louisville and against FSU and UNC, I recommend rooting against Clemson, Syracuse, and Wake Forest in their ACC games, except, of course, when they're playing FSU and North Carolina. Root against Syracuse in the Syracuse-Wake Forest game. Those rooting priorities are subject to change based on future ACC results. There's no way that we could finish with all of our conference opponents because we have such different schedules this year having the exact same record, right? Listen, 
Jeff. Not good at math. I established that. Jeff, I got a 13 in the math, okay? Let's just let's just get all this out of the way and just be the only undefeated team left when it's all said and done. Well, I mean, that's not Jeff. I mean, Jeff, if we go, this is a scenario where they all go 8 no. So we can't control that. We'll find a way. If we got, I mean, can you imagine? Like, I would give up watching college football if we got kicked out of the conference championship because of drawing names out of a hat. <laughs> can you imagine the drama, though, if they're like Jim Phillips is like the first name in the conference championship game? What was the ratings? North be Carolina. He has, like all, he has all the ADs there. He's like, Josh Hurd. Will you accept this rose? <laughs> dude, dude, can we can we get like a celebrity name picker? I mean, can we get somebody to come out to the gym? Honestly, it might be worth it just to see Florida State's collective reaction as a fan base if they if they got left out because you think we'd be pissed off? They would they would all march to Charlotte. No, on foot what about North Carolina? And burn the headquarters to the ground. North Carolina literally just threw a tinter tantrum to get their player yeah, eligible they, and got it. But they don't care about football. Florida State fans are a different level of crazy. Well, yeah, but I mean, they cared enough to get in, and they beat North Carolina to to fall on the ground and, and stomp their feet and legs until they get what they want. That's just because they hate the NCAA. Well, that's true. I don't know why they feel like they've got the biggest beef with the NCAA when the NCAA has done let nothing. them get away with murder. For... It's like the favorite daughter who's you know she got the the, the bends when she turned sixteen, yeah. but still feels like she's the most mistreated one in the family. Like th- that's who UNC is. That's a I mean, but if Florida State fans, if they got left out on a hat draw. I, like, I don't think they'd be able to handle it. I think you would just have... They, bad, they want out of this conference bad enough as is. There'd be a mass suicide situation where they all would just like lie down outside of the Charlotte headquarters and be like, you did this. You did this to all of us. I picture that Simpson scene. This when, blood is on your hands. When they're going after Homer during the movie and they're all doing the, you know, the, the, the rage of the mob and you got the fire pit. You know, that's what I'm picturing right now. But if Florida State fans heading up up the interstate, to, like you mentioned, to Charlotte from Tallahassee. Can you imagine your nerves? If it came down like the last draw, like FSU's in the championship game, it's you versus North Carolina. Like I, I wouldn't be able to take it. I wouldn't be able to watch that. But it would be incredible theater. What would be the funniest way to do it, though? To do what? Eliminate North Carolina? No, it? to do like the, the drawing. Like uh, a broadcast, a live streamed, whatever it would be, drawing of ha- names out of a hat. Or like the reveal. I would. I would just, NBA draft style? Like they flipped over the... I, I would I would do carnival style. Just put like a, a board full of like uh, uh, of balloons and each one has like one of the two teams' names in it or three teams' in it. And Jim Phillips just throw a dart and hit it and see which the first two to pop out. Jim Phillips is like, we've actually changed our philosophy. But the best part here. is that he's... We're mi- going to let the head coaches fight. <laughs> best part is he's missing. He can't pop any balloons. He gets frustrated. Just do a Hunger Games thing. <laughs> Jeff Brom killed Mac Brown. Don't even tell him why they're there. Like, all right, guys, by the way, here's, just to let you know, here's how we're going to settle it. When the horn goes off, it's every man for himself. Mac Brown's like, why am I holding a machete? What What are we doing here? Personally, I think we should just get rid of the football season and do that for every season. The horn just goes put, Just put, all, put all, all, like, how many, how many teams are in ACC now? 16, 8 or some 12? It'll I don't be know. 18 after this year. Yeah, 18, put all 18 coaches out there and just be like, and go. And next thing you know, like, I just see Mac Brown like, I don't understand. His head just comes floating off because they blow the horn. <laughs> Brom shoots an arrow at Mac Brown. They're like, "Oh my God! You're supposed to aim with a target. It's a competition." He's like, "I thought this was a Hunger Games thing." It's like, "No, it's a skills challenge." <laughs> Mac Brown's dead. I, it's like, well, I guess we're in. If it's if it's anything like the movie, this is the end. Jeff's going to be Danny McBride. He's going to be the one walking around. Mac Brown's going to be Jonah Hill. Well. Dabo took all our bleep. <laughs> no, Dabo. 
something really unchill happened last night. <laughs> uh, Texture says, sends in an image of Big Papa Pumpkin. Oh, that's a great Halloween decoration. Uh, a bunch of pumpkins that look like Big Papa Pump Big Papa Steiner, with a big yeah. NWO t-shirt. That's a great, that's, that's a good idea. Holla if you hear me. Texture says, Trev, do you want to get together, get our minds right, and carve a pumpkin, bud? Mike, feel free to come, too, if you want. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I ever want to. I mean, I don't know. I mean, pumpkins are kind of like, it just seems like it'll work, though. I mean, for just carving up. I mean, you got to empty all the guts out. It's just, Ross, that, that was Ross who sent that in. He's got a, his, his pumpkin that he sent in is very good. Where's his pumpkin? I didn't see the tweet. It's on the text line. I never, I'm always cautious on which one to click on because I don't want to click on I appreciate that. Man. We used to have, like, my buddies do pumpkin carving contests, and he was like, it was like him and a couple family friends, and they sent it in. They're like, you know, they did the thing where it's like, pick the best one, but we're not telling you who did what. And there was a Detroit Lions pumpkin. I'm like, well, I feel obligated to pick that one. What do you want me to say? Yeah, I'd pick that one. You have to. Texas says, John should dress up as Trevor. For now that's... <laughs> what would be the outfit to be Trevor? I mean, like a pair of sweatpants sh- and a giant eagle. Shorts shirt. and an Eagles t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much it. <laughs> the flip flops. Like a candy cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> I got home last night. I put this on Instagram. My wife, Mary, texted me and she's like, Well, John said his first sentence, and it's, I want candy corn. And he said it a hundred times in the last hour. <laughs> and I get home, and sure enough, he's like, I want candy corn, candy corn, candy I want corn. candy corn. And I put this video, and three grown women both messaged me saying they want the outfit that John's wearing in an adult woman's size. I was like, Well, that's creepy. He loves, he's, he's looking good in his Halloween outfit. He's wearing a woman's outfit. I, maybe my adult woman outfit. It was like a little, like it was like a little hoodie with a uh, in sweatpants that had ghosts on it. Is it is it bad of me to say that candy corn sucks? It, I mean, that's a. I think I that's the majority opinion. I don't. Can, I used to like candy corn as a kid. I don't like it as an adult. Can, two things that I didn't. I liked as a kid, but I, I don't. I want. I don't want to eat now. Is candy corn and elephant peanuts. I never liked elephant peanuts, but like, I did like candy corn as a kid. As a kid, I thought they were both good. Now I just want. I want nothing to do with either one. Ace Buzz mature. At least one part of us has <laughs> something matured. Texas says they would do the name draw on the CW network on tape delay. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight, after a very special episode of Xena Warrior Princess, (laughs) find out who's going to the ACC championship game. The CW lineup at 9 p.m. The Hitchhiker. I'd lose. 10 p.m. Charm. 11 p.m. PM, The the ACC draw. (laughs) There's a part of me that is maybe it's uh, like like, I, I am. I'm excited to see the CW broadcast. For our game. I haven't watched any of the games on the CW yet. I want to see how bad it's going to be. And we got Trevor on the on the on the oh, call. God. Excited to hear Trevor. Only the CW would bring out Trevor. Harvard grad. I'm sure he is. Texas says I was originally a proponent of canceling Louisville Live because I was choosing to believe that the staff was focused solely on playing basketball. The fact that they're not broadcasting the red white scrimmage on top of canceling Louisville Live makes me think that they're trying to hide something. I really hope I'm wrong, but the vibes are not great. Well, I mean, I mean, they're trying to hide something. They're not going to hide it for long. I mean, eventually it's going to come out. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean. I it's like you hear these stories about like, husbands or wives that hide the fact that they've lost $250,000 from their spouses. It's like, well, I mean, that's, you know, it may buy you a couple months. Eventually this is all going to come out. Like, you're not going to be able to run from this forever. Uh, so you may as well come up with some sort of plan. That's If that's what they're trying to do, that's it's not a great long-term idea. Is, does that, by the way, I just saw Frank, uh, Ross's, is that Skeletor? That's what it looks like, yeah. Okay. He did, he did a great job. He did. I wonder if he's Stitzel, though. Stitzel. Oh, well, I mean, he didn't say anything, so I'm choosing to believe he probably did. He's, he did I've got no issue with it. My dad's going to judge him. 
I mean, but but again, like if you're trying, this is the one night that I think you would, even if you have something to hide, it's probably not going to get exposed in this game because if it's really good basketball versus you know if all ten guys on the floor are, are awesome and they're fully engaged, it's. I mean, I, I think you can kind of pick up on that, but if they're all awful. It's kind of hard to pick up on that in this type of environment as well because they're going up against one another. It's like, well, we, we dunked. I, I don't know if that's because we were really good or because the defense was terrible. Like, this is the one time where it's impossible to come away with an overly pessimistic take. If you want to spend this positive, uh, you definitely can. Although I did like somebody responded to one of my tweets today. It was like, my prediction, red 65, white 53, somehow a third team 84. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that made me, made me laugh. I mean, yeah, I, again, yeah, I don't think there's, you can't hide it. I mean, the only thing that I would, would, and I don't know how much truth there is, you dismissed it, but the, the, the only thing that you would hide is by not televising, you don't want to show a lack of attendance that could also be a lack, a, a negative attendance in the crowd as well on television. But again, who are you hiding that from? The, the local market? I mean, there's no offense. No one's really going. No one's watching the real white scrimmage unless you're a Louisville fan living outside of the city. I, I mean, I just think. I mean, you're you're not going to be like an average fan living in a basketball fan in in in, in Georgia and be like, "Ooh, there's a Louisville red white scrimmage on." Let's play. No, it's not. I mean, I'm sorry, this is not going to happen. They're going to watch something else. Even when we've had relatively high expectations in years past, like the the, the, the eventual COVID year, 2019-20, when we were getting some preseason top five love. The attendance for the red-white scrimmage has been going down for a long time. Like it was not great that year. Well, attendance in general goes down, but yeah, exactly. Like, and and now it's harder and harder. I mean, you talk about it being harder to convince people to give up their Wednesday nights for like an ACC game against Pitt in January. Imagine trying to get them to give up their Wednesday nights when they have kids and they have responsibilities and stuff for a red-white scrimmage uh, in the middle of October. It's it's tough. Like it's difficult. And I I applaud all the diehards who are going to make it out there tonight and who've been making it out there for years in the past. But we've seen this thing. Like, I remember going to the games when in like 08, 09, 10, 11, like I would go to those red white scrimmages and it was, it was packed. And yeah. it, like, it just hasn't been that way in a long time. And even if we were preseason top 25 this year, I don't think it would be, it's not going to look great on TV. It's just, it I think just if we were preseason top 25, they'd still put it on TV. You think? I think they would. Maybe. I mean, I, again, like, I don't know what they're, what, what, what the rationale is here. I don't, I don't know what the inside story is. I wish somebody would let me know, but. Like the optics, once again, this is another one of those things where, like, if we got the actual story, maybe it would be an easy explanation. Maybe they just they they can't do it because of uh, deal with the ACC network. But because they ha- don't explain it, because there's no communication, like the optics wind up looking crappy. And uh, I don't know. And, and the thing is, I mean, we play Simmons College a week from tonight. I spoiler alert here: the, the attendance isn't going to be great for that. Like, it's not going to look mm-hmm. great on TV, and, that, be, and that will be. Well, on that'll screen. be will be on TV or uh, ESPN stream only. It'll be a stream. My guess is. Yeah, I assumed as much. What's Text better, ESPN Stream or the CW? CW. <laughs> okay. I mean, because, like, yeah, you don't have to go to stream. Yeah, you know, I hate streaming. Texture says, Iris is a great song, Mike. The Breaking Benjamin version is better, though. It's not a terrible song. I don't mind Iris. I don't mind Goo Goo Dolls. I like Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, I mean, what? I, I, I had the boy named Goo CD. Texas, the CW broadcasts are literally just ACC Network on a different channel. All the graphics and literally everything are done by ACC Network and ESPN. Well, that's... That's not as fun. Yeah, that sucks. I want Charmed highlights. I can't, yeah, I want, I, want, I want to hear the announcer giving me... Telling me about the, 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 the wacky Saturday lineup with ha- Unhappily Ever After, followed by 
you know, the two, parenthood. Followed by parenthood and two two men in a pizza place. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I want. <laughs> I do too. Maybe we can get a little bit of that. Just a little bit. Take a break when we come back. More from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line, 502 414 We may also play a little game today. I want to play a game. Let's see if we have some time. Maybe a little game with TK. I like Candyland. Coming your way next here on 1450 and Pulled up in the truck right behind, like where my window is, and he like the car alarm was going. He's like getting stuff out casually. I'm like, buddy, you got about 30 seconds to get that car alarm off. Shut that car alarm off. <laughs> I was, well, you know, inside baseball. Yeah, this is the window. Even with my window closed, you could have heard that on the air. It felt very intense. It was really like, loud. I'm like this guy come here? Did he figure out where we are and just come up with a plan of just leaving his his car alarm on the entire time we're on the air? It went for about a good minute and a half. He didn't seem too concerned either. I'm like, all right, well, I mean. Shut that thing off. Can we give a congrats to a uh, front of the program, our boy Josh Pastner, now out of a job as a head coach, but he's been signed to a deal with NBC Sports that will begin this year because NBC is now broadcasting Big Ten basketball games and will have its own studio commentators. They'll also have games exclusively on Peacock uh, this season, which is an NBC affiliate. So yeah. Pastner will be doing games there. He'll be a studio analyst. He'll do some games. Good for him. Will he wear the, uh, the face card? God, I hope so. He is college basketball's Michael Scott. So going to the network that produced The Office feels very, very fitting. That does, yeah. Did you see the also that the, I think it's it's either the first or the second Indiana versus Purdue game is going to be on Peacock exclusively? The, the, the basketball games, you mean? Yes. That's going to go over well. That's, yeah, that, that, that reminds me, this is, this, this is going to show North my, Carolina ESPN too. Yes. I was right. going to say, you, you might, I know there's others going to get this reference, but. That that that's the first thing that pops in my mind is that moment. It was a huge deal at the time. Oh yeah, especially I don't know about you. I didn't have ESPN two. I didn't either. No. Like I is where I live on Westport Road. Still live. Uh they yeah we were like the last people to get ESPN Comedy Central. Like I guess I thought I remember being behind the curve on that. Yeah, like, I remember, all my friends were watching South Park. I'm like, what is this? I had to go borrow like my the girl I worked with. She she video she recorded all my VHS like the first two seasons. And I watched. That's how. I, I watched it because I don't. I think it was like the third or fourth season by the time we got Comedy Central. But yeah, the, back to the original point: Duke in North Carolina, ESPN two. I think I want to say it was. I had to guess that was maybe ninety three, maybe ninety. I think it was like North Carolina's title year. I think. I want. I think it was later than that because I, I. I was at Westport. I know that, so I, it had to have been before ninety four. It's definitely like mid nineties. Um, but I, I remember like I, I do remember vividly that that moment being like, "What the hell is this?" But this is why I mean, when you have these deals with streaming services, you're going to get this occasionally because the the end goal of this for NBC, it, it's not just to get like a, a handful of eyes on Peacock for 
people who want to watch the Northwestern Rutgers game on a Tuesday night. Like that's not going to do anything for for Peacock subscriptions. What it is going to do is it's going to get some rabid IU and Purdue fans and maybe some rabid general college basketball fans yeah. to sign up for a subscription. And then maybe some of these people look around. Maybe they like it a little bit. If nothing else, you at least get a month uh, out of them. Like this is if you're trying well, to drive get a, subscriptions. They probably get a free trial, I've assumed. It did Still, it, yeah, but if you're trying to drive subscriptions, which is the goal here, yeah. you're going to have to have a handful of these games, regardless of how much it pisses everyone off, including the schools in yeah. play, like this. And it's just it's, it's the way it's going to be. I'm surprised. I mean, well, I guess because it's Big Ten related. I was gonna say, I was like, there's there's other like robbery games. I think you could go to, to 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 drum up like what we're, you're talking about, which is the whole you know purpose of getting people to sign up. And if they get a hundred, a thousand people sign up for free, if they can get fifty of them to stay and pay, then it's you know it's worth it. But yeah, I guess Big Ten that would be the best robbery you could go to. I'm surprised Michigan State didn't get involved in this and somehow. Right now, I'd say this is the best robbery you could go to because Purdue is probably going to be the Big Ten favorites. They're going to be preseason top five. Indiana, Indiana was, should be okay. Yeah, we'll see. But and, and it was kind of I feel like that rivalry got more attention last year than it has in years past because both teams were good and the games were good. Um, I, I feel like it's the hot rivalry right now in the Big Ten, so it makes sense. And, and also, th- those are probably two of the most rabid college basketball fan bases. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, especially when you talk about the Big Ten in general, yeah. It reminds me a little bit, a lot of people will complain about the off years where the Final Four or the, and or the National Championship game are on TBS or TNT. And the reality is, like, this was the deal that, that had to be made in order to keep the NCAA tournament from expanding. If you like the NCAA tournament at 68 teams, if you're happy that it didn't go to 90 teams 10 years ago, this was the this was the deal because Turner they don't care that the numbers are going to be dramatically lower on TBS than they are on, on CBS like they want those extra eyes because like you, you know if you have a national championship game between I think it was the Carolina Gonzaga game I remember it was on CBS and yeah, it, it was right. it was far less watched than the Carolina Nova game the year before and I think the UK uh, I mean the Duke Wisconsin game who yeah UK didn't play for the national championship in 2015 they mm. came they came close but they did make it that game was also a TBS game, and the, the ratings for those games, even though they were really high-profile matchups and a lot of great storylines, were so much lower than the seemingly inferior matchups that were on CBS, and people were like, well, why would you do this? This sucks. They still were the most-watched programs on TBS by a wide margin that oh, entire yeah. year, and that's why they do it. You know, that's, that, that's, you know, that's, that's the deal here. So every now and then, you're going to have to sacrifice what's probably for the greater good because of the financial stakes that the, these networks have, and it sucks, but it's, it's going to happen. That's why you have a. <clears throat> that's what you get when you have a billion dollar contract, which is what the Big Ten has now in, in their TV deals. Money, money drives everything. TV. I got Peacock, so I'm not worried. I've Peacock too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the only one I don't it's pay different. The only one I think I don't pay for is Paramount. That's the one I borrow from somebody. You have to brag about it. It's probably not true. <laughs> 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. Texture says podcast listener from yesterday. All I have to say is, Trevor. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Creed. <laughs> I'm only saying this because I love you, but bleep you. <laughs> this is a great progression. Um, I mean, <laughs> Creed does have a little special part of my heart though, because the girl I was hanging out with back at Books a Million at the time, she. She liked Creed. She'd play that CD a lot at work. So you have horrible taste in women. <laughs> Just awful taste. The worst. Really? Because I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, not, it's usually just the ones that are willing to sleep with me. I mean, it's not my fault that they're, 
get to be like twisted to do that. This one wasn't though. This girl was good. This was a good girl until I hung out with me. She was. Uh, she actually grew up like in a, a, a Christian mission. Like she didn't like. She grew up in South Africa. Interesting. Yeah, and then uh, she—that's like, what you. Then, like, then she people had no concept of what America's like. That's she, what Trevor Pounce. She moved here and met me, and I was like uh, overweight, sexy here. Was, you don't know this, but people who <laughs> people like me are actually the coolest. She actually taught me how to play chess. Oh, that's cool. I took her virginity, taught her smoke, and and, and do drugs. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Where's this girl now? Now I'm worried about her. I thought she went back to Texas. She moved to Texas. She taught you an intellectually challenging <laughs> game that you had nothing about. Actually, more to and me, you dehumanized. To be fair, actually, she didn't teach as much as I learned it, so I could have a, like an end with her. <laughs> I mean, I was eight, 18 years old. Okay. Okay, I was thinking you were like more. No, old. no, this is when I was 18. She was, I think, 19, 17 or 19. She was right in the same age as me. But she was like a year younger, older. I always forget. So yeah, this is yeah. Come on, I, I should get like I should get a pass on this one. Yes, I was listening. I, yes, I had I, I I said I liked Creed to 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 get laid at eighteen. The people, listeners, don't judge me. Oh y'all out there, you did far worse than that. I guarantee it. Texas KP moves in <laughs> silence, TV and radio included. That's true. But, I mean. It's like we want to hear more KP, and then we hear from KP, and we're like, we don't want more KP. It's a double-edged sword. It's so weird. It's so hard, yeah. Texas, will, will there be more fans show up for the red-white scrimmage or to Roosters where Braum Mania continues to run wild? It is Jeff Braum. That's the, I didn't mean to bring that up earlier today when we were talking about the like the, the, the bad layout for tonight. It's also a di- in direct conflict with the Jeff Braum radio show, which is going to go on from 7 to 8 at Roosters and Fern Creek. And look, I mean, you can scoff at that if you will. They're diehard fans that show up to these radio shows every week. I remember oh, yeah. I we used to do the like the lead-in to the Bobby Petrino show down at Sports and Social Club, and you would see the same, even when we were bad, like the 2018 season, you would see the same people showing up week after week after week because they just, it's what they do. They go to the coaches' shows. So I'm sh- I guarantee there are people that would have gone to the red-white game tonight that are going to the Jeff Brom radio show and probably vice versa because they're, you, you can only pick one. So that kind of sucks. But if you want to listen... You can do so from 7 to 8 on 970 WGTK or 93.9 The Ville. Uh, and I mean, if you want to make it out there, it's the Roosters in Fern Creek. You no, know, it's hard to do, but if you're a little, I mean, wouldn't you have like, tried to, like, maybe move one of them to Tuesday and, or Thursday instead of just doing them the same night? Especially right now. I mean, coming I mean, like, this is the this is the most excited the fan base has been about anything since probably that Lamar-Clemson game in 2017. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, the, yeah. The, the recruits right now were in middle school when we were this excited. I was thinking about this earlier today. That that game, college game day in town, late September, it was a beautiful day for Louisville-Clemson. Rick Pitino comes out wearing the, the very small Lamar yeah. jersey on college game day. Which is the one thing I think most memorable from that game to me other than James Quick, but yeah. It was. He, he So this is a... Not so humble brag. He like texted me like five minutes after. He's like, "How bad did it look on TV?" I'm like, "It was a little small." Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, "What do you want me to say?" It was, it was a little snug. <laughs> we get blown out in that game. Yeah. Less than a week later, the FBI stuff breaks. Like uh, pretty much nothing has been great for Louisville athletics since then. You and blame it, the jersey? I, I kind of do. Could somebody not have given him like a like a normal like collared shirt or like a like a, a jersey for Lamar <laughs> that would have looked a little bit better? I, feel like I mean, they, it looked like he like he looked like he like they did. I remember it looked, I remember thinking like he just like just mugged some kid on the way there. He walked out. I was like, oh no, 
I forgot my jersey. I was like, why do they do this to him? But I feel like we as a fan base, and this is no disrespect to, you know, volleyball has been so good the last couple of years and, and women's basketball making yeah, some exactly. runs. But when you're talking about the two showcase sports, we as a fan base have not been as collectively excited about anything since that day as we have as we are right now about U of L football. I, I feel like that's a I mean, I know we were number one in, in Chris Mack's first season, but that was December and it was a little bit different and I think that there were, you know that was a very short lived number one ranking too. We lost that week to Texas Tech. I woke up on, on, on to watch that game day. Oh, you did. That's how you knew it was a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go down, but I woke up. But this, I mean, this this is the time if you want to capitalize on excitement, enthusiasm. Now is the time to do so with football, and I think it's happening. Texas is not having enough recruits come to Louisville Live is the least of my worries when it comes to not having enough recruits. Well, it's not going great. By the way, I just, that texture said something about El Mundo yesterday. I did look it up on DoorDash last night. We got El Mundo last night, actually. I almost I was gonna get it, but I went by the time I got home and like settled in, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna order, I'm gonna order some dinner, and it was like eight thirty, and it was like eight minutes before this t- this they stopped taking orders. I'm like, I'm not doing that to them. Yeah. So uh, I'm, but I was gonna get some Chinese tonight, but I think maybe tomorrow maybe El Mundo day. Nice. Just give you a heads up. Okay. Texas is using today's playlist by DJ TK if we lose to Boston College in the first round of the ACC tournament. <laughs> they does have a little sad feel to it, doesn't <laughs> the, it? The first three songs have all been... You yeah. had Picture, and then you had the Johnson Boulevard, which is a song about like a town going under, and then Hard to Say I'm Sorry, and what was the little... Uh, yeah, yeah, and every room says, it has been... It's been very down. <laughs> wow, I didn't even... Well, for what it's worth, the, the, the five o'clock songs are more upbeat. Okay, don't give anything away. Well, I'm not. I don't give anything away. Texas. Ever since I, I uh, Texas, I work until seven through the week. I'd love to be able to watch it when I get home, but nope. The football spring game was streamed on the ACC network. It's Chris the Plumber. He says, ever since I told Mike I'm a Trump guy, he never reads my text anymore. I guess every rose has its thorn. <laughs> Chris, I've read your. I've read. I think I've read your text every single day. Chris, I, I, I can I can confirm that he, Mike does miss a text here and there sometimes, and and to be fair, we also have a, have a lot load of text yeah. here. Yeah, and I read you, your. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I read your look up Creed shreds on YouTube. Pretty funny yesterday. So there's it's not it's not you it's not just you, uh, Chris the plumber, and it has nothing to do with your political stance. A lot of times, like yeah, I mean we we said like we we enjoyed Chris the plumber the way that he approached the entire political thing. I mean, trust I me, appreciate if it. it was all about political stance, the day I, I mentioned that I don't, I don't hate Clay Travis, he would have kicked me off the show. You would have been gone. Yeah, that's not even Chris. about politics. I think Clay Travis <laughs> is just a douche. Clay I, Travis I, could be the biggest liberal in the world. I still be like that. I will say this though: over the last year, over the last year or so, he it has annoyed me the the, the stirring. He, he's trying to get in skidding into uh, swerving into the skid too much which is all fake it's yeah just, it's, it's all it's all a grift he was better i think two three years ago when he wasn't trying to be popular but i will say like as far as the texts go like because i'm looking at it now like if you text in a bunch of times there will be times where like i'll just lost. i'll yeah. just see the bottom text and i'll read it and i won't realize that you've sent like seven before so yeah i mean it's that's that's all me. We get a lot of texts. Meanwhile, Ross is mastered that by just sending the same. He text. says you have to do like a lot of people do that. He'll, He'll send, send the, the same, same one over and over, like once an hour. It feels like multiple times. I mean, hey, you got to do if you if you really want that thought read, you got to get yeah. that. Texas says the writing is on the on. Uh, Texas, says, I feel like they're not streaming slash airing the game because there's no excitement about this basketball program. They're doing what they can to protect pain by doing this and canceling Louisville Live, but the writing is on the wall for pain in the staff. <sighs> this is still Louisville. There's always going to be. 
I mean, maybe excitement's the wrong word, but there's always going to be interest and enthusiasm surrounding the basketball program. Like, it, I, I if think we win four games in a row for five more years and have two different head coaches, in that sixth year, we're still going to be tuned into what's going on. Like, it's in our DNA. Like, we are we we've grown up obsessed with this program. We're still yeah. obsessed with this program. Like, we're going to talk about what's going on. It, the interest may be down because the you know the, the family doesn't think the team's going to be good, but there's still interest. I mean, is, is it fair to say I I'm like in the top of the, 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 the heap when it comes to, like, hating on this, being down on this upcoming season. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty negative, right? You'd say so? I mean, I think we're both. We're in the same boat. You just express it more angrily than I do. And <laughs> I want people to understand how angry I am. That said, I really want to watch tonight's Red White scrimmage. I, just, I don't want to go to it because, well, hey, I don't have really the – I mean, it'd be tough even time-wise with here. But, um, but I want to watch it. Like, I really want to watch it. And I don't think there's anyone who has less faith in this team winning more than five games next year than I do. But I still want to watch it. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, look, we have a. Should give it to me, Louisville. I mean, come we on. We have more new players on this roster than we have returnees, which is a very, very rare thing. I know it's a new thing, but it's, yeah. still, it's still a very rare thing for Louisville basketball. I'll, most In most years, like since I've been growing up, the red-white scrimmage, you kind of knew what you were getting. You were excited to see a couple of the freshmen, but the vast majority of the players were guys that you'd seen play a year or two. And so you were like, I kind of know. I, I, I want to see how much this guy's gotten better. I want to see who's playing where. Yeah. Like, but like, you know, we, we, like you would think in a year like this, there'd be more interest than ever before because I like I want to see Karan Davis. I've got no idea what he brings to the table. I want to see Danilo Yovanovich. I've got no idea if he's worth taking as a transfer from Miami. I want to see if Brandon Huntley Hatfield's gotten better. I want to see Sky Clark. He played what nine games last year at Illinois. I, I want to see how much better he's gotten. I want to see if he lives up to the rave reviews that Kenny Payne was giving him yesterday and has throughout the summer. Like I want to see these guys and you know, unless I'm willing to you know, sacrifice, like, get extra childcare and stuff. Like I just I can't do it. Can't swing it. Seven o'clock on a Wednesday, Texas. We're going into a season where 50% of the fan base is anticipating a coaching change following the season, not having Louisville live and not broadcasting this game just reeks of insecurity and in the staff knowing that the writing's on the wall. I mean, I don't see, but again, like I don't know if Kenny Payne had the choice and, and I don't know if he was like, I don't want this out there. I can't imagine that's the case. I imagine there's a valid excuse. It just hasn't been communicated. But you, but you do believe he he had a say in not having Louisville live, right? I do. Okay. I know that that's U of L says otherwise. They, they, I think they said they worked with Kenny Payne, and he understood. But and this has been talked about before. Last year's Louisville live even happened. I do think that if Kenny Payne had been like, "We're doing this," it we would have had a Louisville. Live. I think if little Kenny Payne was, was saying, "I want this on TV," it would they would get it done. I think you're probably right. I'm not saying he. I agree with that. I'm not saying he's as much with the Louisville, Louisville, the red white scrimmage being like I don't want it on TV. I don't want it on TV. But like, if, if they, I can see him be like, we might not put it on TV. Okay, that works. But if he wanted it on TV, they would, they would, they would put it on TV. I feel like you're probably right. I mean, I just, I, I don't know for sure, but I, I do, I, I think you're probably right. I'm, I'm hoping that he doesn't want it just because I don't. I, I can't. I logically, really, I can't find a reason why. Texas says, is it mandatory in every pit athletics contract that they take unprovoked digs at us? Started with Stallings, and now every sport their coach just refuses to compliment us. Narduzzi and pit volleyball just this week. What pit volleyball say about us? Yeah, don't we own them? Kind of, pretty much. I mean, that is the showcase game Friday night. It will be at the KFC Um Center. If you want to see a packed KFC Um Center. It'll definitely be that way on Friday. <laughs> number six, Louisville taking on number eight, Pitt. They've become like our, our big rival. We've yeah, beat them yeah, for conference championship. We beat them in the, in the Final Four last year. Um, but I don't know. Them and Georgia Tech, right? Georgia Tech's the other one that's been real good, right? 
Or? Not not as good as Pitt. It's, it's been us yeah. and Pitt the last okay. four years. Uh, we we've dominated the the conference. And again, like we were the first two ACC teams to ever make the Final Four, and yep. then we beat them to become the first ACC team to make the championship game. And then we're gonna beat them on Friday. Would love to beat them on Friday, but I don't know what was said. Somebody sent me what was said if if they're taking shots, but if they are, bleep Pitt. Well, it's gonna be a pumble Pitt weekend, isn't it? Texas Creed is trending because of the Texas Rangers using it as their go-to clubhouse music. Is it? Did it really? Did that start something yesterday that I don't really want to start? What's working for them? I mean, they like if I'm if I if I knew I had the power to bring back like a, a '90s band to, to popularity, uh, Creed. I, I shouldn't have gone with Creed. Toad the West Rocket. <laughs> something so wrong. What's the, uh, the the we've got the dreamers disease. Do, give do, do, up. <laughs> get to give what you give. That's the, new radicals. The like, new radicals. That's, that's what right. I'm bringing back. Great music video. Thank you. I agree. On the mall. Guy was sweating. I just remember his sweaty pits the entire video. <laughs> <laughs> Texas LOL at Trevor naming a porn star before being able to successfully name our assistant coach. I was like, wait a minute. I Par for the course, name, folks. The porn star. I was like, wait a second. You did. You know, that's true. But that's how I remember Jameson's name is because of Jenna. Not Fox, but Jameson. I have an issue. <laughs> did that bad? I mean, I, did, I thought that was called a word association. Isn't that a good thing? Um, it does help you remember. I mean, yeah. It, did, it did, still didn't really help you remember his first name. <laughs> I mean. Think porn star Hartnett. Lexington Jameson? Um, Peter Jameson? Josh. <laughs> Josh. Hartnett. <laughs> Josh isn't a porn name, though. No, Jameson, and then I was trying to help you remember. Jameson helps you remember the last name. Yeah. I was trying to make you, help you remember that his first name is Josh. So I said Hartnett. Oh, okay. Remember Josh Hartnett? Cut his own hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, Josh Hartnett, yeah, he was uh, a very brief heartthrob. He, he, yeah, he disappeared after he did Pearl Harbor. That's exactly right. Terrible was, movie. One of the, like, I would have done the same thing. Like, when you talk about movies that killed careers, like, that's. Like that that one, like uh, the redoing of Arthur for for Russell Brand or whatever, killed his career. A lot of people think the uh, Love Guru killed Mark Michael Myers' career for for a long time. Texas, did Trevor say did nauseum? Did, did nauseum? You said I think you said like per nauseum. You, you whatever it was, you messed it up. Uh, what? I, yeah, we said it at per at nauseum. At nauseum, yeah, you said yeah. that instead of ad nauseum. I, I said at. You said something besides what it's supposed to be AD. But. AD? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I took a test. I don't have AD. <laughs> <laughs> My mom had me tested. Texas says, you all need to start doing a pregame show from the party deck to get fans in the stadium earlier. Trevor could play his music. <laughs> the music they play now is one very specific genre. The party deck needs more varieties of music and they have more food options. Uh, we used to go in early for games, and there were always a ton of people up there. Now it's empty until like 15 minutes before kickoff. I mean, I think we could do a hype. We could be hype men. He then says 40 minutes later, Creed, my above suggestion now needs an asterisk. <laughs> the cra- asterisk is crowd allowed to veto Trevor's music choices, especially if it's Eddie Vedder wannabe whiny guy music. <laughs> First of all. Shots fired at Creed. I mean, it was, it was that, was, is that what Creed is? Eddie Vedder wannabe whiny? Who's today? <laughs> Everyone's got to sing this way. With arms wide open. Pretty good. Um, damn, any better is cool. Yeah. 
mean, it's not like I'm playing crash test dummies over here. Texas, I listened to the podcast that said Louisville had tarps in 2019. Those guys are salty and little babies that give Louisville no credit. They can suck it. Agreed. Oh, the person who sent the Twitter pictures to us, like the two empty seats, like, did we tarp it? It was good. It was a good. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. Five o'clock hours on the way next. We'll uh, we'll keep the, the good vibes going. Weird Wednesday. We haven't gotten really weird. If we have some weird topics, maybe we'll play a little MI the A hole after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Wednesday edition here on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. Yes, it's true. Five o'clock hour here. I can see. Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. 1459 is one of the big X. No, who Lewis? No, who Still making albums. What about the news? No, I still with him. I think that now that it's been, it may have been a couple years because I think he had like a throat problem. Like, uh, like spin, spin doctors kind of guy, mm. but they did an album just like less than like five or six years ago before he actually got started getting physical is- issues. Okay, but it's just kind of weird. Like you think, like you, like man, I miss like Huey Lewis in the news, the sports, that album, and like, but he said they've done several albums since. It's no one listens to him. Well, that's sad. <laughs> Somehow found a way to take your most upbeat song yet and still make it sad today. <laughs> On that down note, the red-white scrimmage. No, 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 no. <laughs> Five o'clock out. I, I did see this. I'm revisiting something really quickly that we talked about at the beginning of the show. The the Kansas IARP ruling came in today. Yes. And basically, Kansas, they get nothing. Nothing besides having 15 wins vacated and, and a Final Four banner in come fact, down from If I'm not mistaken, I believe I did read the ARP also gave them uh, shroot dollars to use for next time. <laughs> Next time the blunt dog comes for for for, for, for a warm up game, or self bucks, uh, self bucks, yeah. <laughs> but the the big ruling from the IARP, and this was the main topic of, of discussion in our case as well. The NCAA tried to argue that Adidas is a booster for all these schools. That, that they are, by definition, they are an official booster for U of L. Therefore, they were acting on our part when they were. Doing all this stuff. Which is kind of true, probably. But Well, the IRP in both cases found, nah. <laughs> they said nah. like that. <laughs> it's exactly laid out. N-A-H-U-H-U-H. Nice. The IRP said, that, here's the actual ruling. The hearing panel finds that Kansas' sponsorship agreement with apparel company was standard compared to the other similar agreements in the case record. Nothing in the apparel company, sponsor, company sponsorship agreements with Kansas was unique, to elevate Kansas in a manner to demonstrate that the apparel company was promoting Kansas, nor did the sponsorship agreement require, authorize, or contemplate apparel company promoting Kansas' athletic program. Rather, the sponsorship was designed to promote the apparel company, not Kansas. Therefore, the hearing panel concludes that credible and persuasive information does not support the conclusion that the apparel company was promoting Kansas, and therefore, the apparel company is not a representative of the athletic interest for Kansas pursuant to Constitution 642E based on the sponsorship agreement. 
They said the same thing that they said in our case. Not spot, not not boosters, not acting on our benefit. Therefore, can't bring them down. I mean, since it worked for us, I'm okay with it. But I mean, it's kind of BS. They're clearly boosters for the programs. I mean, so we have to be because everyone needs an apparel company. Like that's the way it works now. Are you just beholden to your apparel company for everything that they do? Depending on the side, what they do for you, I guess, right? But they're not doing it for you. Again, Rick Pitino. They're doing it for you, which is in hand doing it for themselves. Exactly. And like in our case specifically, Rick Pitino, according to everybody involved, including the NCAA, had no knowledge that it was going on. I mean, so should his his program be blasted because Adidas is going out and doing this because it represents their self interest? I mean, is Adidas any different than the 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 wannabe agent who gives the kid a hundred thousand dollars because he's hoping to sign with them when he goes pro? Well, they're not really. I mean, that's. A different story entirely. They, they they're not boosters. No, but I mean, by I mean, but they they I mean they should be. I mean, they're I don't know. I just that's that's the exact same case. Like that, they're both helping their own self interest, and that's what the NCA found. I mean, I I thought it was a a stretch the entire time when that first argument came out. I'm like, I don't think the NCA is going to be able to prove this because they. The argument that they're acting as employees or, or basically offshoot employees yeah. of the university seems Proving it's a very different far-fetched. Than, I mean, than, than actually knowing it's there. Yeah, and I think that the, the, they ultimately came to the, the right conclusion. Now, the, the interesting thing will be, does the NCAA use, use this as precedent moving forward? Because they, the IRP is, no longer exists, although it technically was an offshoot of the NCAA. Like, do they have to use this now moving forward? If, if, you know, if Adidas does something shady again or Nike does something shady, God forbid. Does it fall back on the schools, or do they say, no, it's all about the apparel companies? It'll be interesting. But that's the precedent that's been set right now. But Kansas, no real significant issues moving forward. They do have to vacate 15 wins and a Final Four banner, which also does mean that Kentucky is, once again, the winningest program in college basketball. Go crazy, big blue fans. It's your day to shine. It's been a rough week for you, but now you're you're moving ahead with full steam. So, again, the NCAA screws Louisville. Kind of, yeah. Because I don't want to have to listen to UK fans like, oh, we're the best again. Ah." Well, it's out there. I know. I'm just saying. I saw TJ Walker getting into it with John Fanta uh, about his top. He doesn't have UK in his top 25. TJ was very upset about it. Like football? Basketball. Okay. I was. I mean, wow. He's already. They already jumped the football bandwagon already. Well, they lost that one game. So man, that that didn't take long. TJ guys. I mean, seriously, it's over now. It's over. (laughs) That was. That was. Uh, Jeff Brom was on the Jim Rome show. Trevor, I sent you a clip on okay, Twitter on. if you can find that. Uh, I did like Jim Rome's quote was, uh, when he was talking to Brom was watching that Notre Dame game from afar. It sounded like every single man, woman, and child in the city of Louisville was there to experience that win. It did feel that way. Uh, this is a, a short clip. It's about a minute long. Uh, if you can, if you can find the full link out there at jimrome.com. I'll put it on the website tomorrow when I get. We didn't have childcare today and did not have a chance to get much work done. But this is a, a, a quick Me snippet. Neither. God, yeah, quick snippet from the, the the Jim Rome show with Jeff Brown. Watching that Notre Dame game from afar, it sounded like every single man, woman, and child in the city of Louisville was there to experience that win. What was the energy like inside that stadium? Well, it was tremendous, and uh, you know what? It's it's something that uh, I'm sure these fans have dreamed about for a while. Our players love playing in this atmosphere, but. So this is a tremendous NFL stadium. We got all the amenities that you want uh, in suites and chairback seats, and it's just a beautiful stadium and setup. So to to fill this thing out and to play a high caliber team and to find a way to win against a, a team like Notre Dame, it really uh, 
solidifies what our fans want. You know, they want uh, championship-level football. They want relevant football teams every year. They want to compete against the best. And to be able to, to at least bring that to them on this one night was very special. Not only that, Jeff, it solidifies what you're doing, what you're building, Jeff Rahm, my guest, and how you've got such a great buy-in. And it helps also, right, to start off quickly. There you go. That was the abrupt cutoff. But you got the gist. Yeah. I like that Jeff, in virtually every interview that he's done like this, not just since we started winning, but before the season, he's not afraid to use the word championship. Like, like he brought it up as introductory press conference. He brought it up at the, the preseason press conference. He brought it up at ACC Media Days. He's been bringing it up since we've been undefeated. Like, he's not shying away from the expectation. That's a snowburger in him. He's not doing the, we just need to pass the eye test. I mean, it, it, look, it's a big part of the reason why I think the fan base is so gung-ho about football even before the season started compared to basketball, where Kenny Payne doesn't want to talk about winning and losing. Jeff Brom, not afraid to say, like, I mean, in his pregame speech before the NC State game, he goes, there's going to be a winner, there's going to be a loser, there's no in-between, let's go win the football game. Like, that's kind of what we want to hear because you know who doesn't want to talk about winning? People who feel like they can't win. And that's it. If you feel like you can win, you talk about winning, and you bring up championships, and you bring up how much it means to the fan base, all that stuff. And it's why, I mean, this, this city is crazy right now for Cardinal football. I agree. Crazy for Jeff Brom. Crazy. Crazy for Jeff Brom and his staff. Anyways, if you want to get the whole video, you can go to uh, to Jim Rome. For the inter- for that interview, not for me singing Patsy Klein's crazy. Version. Well, both, both. Uh, <laughs> we haven't done this yet this week. And we, by tradition, for tradition's sake, we need to keep doing this because it's working well for us. We've done it before, but this year specifically, uh, we've we've made sure to to get this going on Wednesday. The Trevor confidence level. We've got a game in in about seventy two hours at Pittsburgh. I know. I feel. I mean, we've been the the aura still surrounding what happened on Saturday night. I think has been lingering, and we're all still just trying to soak it all up. I definitely am. But we got another game to flip the page to tomorrow. We'll just be two games, two days away. So it, it's you feel like you're you're getting really close. One to ten. One being no shot we win this game. Ten being I'm a hundred percent confident there's no way we lose this game. Where's your confidence level right now for the CW matchup <laughs> against Pittsburgh? Sticking on a W, yeah, B. I am at, uh, okay, this is going to sound a little weird. There's I'm a, here for a, it. There's an asterisk to it. It's Wednesday, right? It's weird Wednesday. So, like, traditionally, I would be at, like, a 7.5. I'm at, like, a 7.1, though, a little bit down, because it came to my attention yesterday that I got to go do something, some family stuff on Saturday with my cousins. Oh, no. And it starts at like 4.30. Oh, no. And it's supposed to go until, like my aunt was like, it's going to go from 4.30 to like 6.30, and then, then we're just going to do family dinner. I'm like, but family's the only way people coming to this anyway. Um, so I'm going to have to end up watching the game probably on my phone. Like and then like I'm gonna have to go like to my insight and like go watch like my TV guide and watch see the CWV of that. The vibes are a little off. I know. So that that brings me down to like a seven. But if I knew I was gonna be at home in my traditional, you know, garb and, and you know, in my mindset, which I mean to be honest with you, I'll probably be in the same mindset at the family thing too, but for different reasons. I I would be at like a seven point nine, even maybe close to an eight. But I'm at closer to a seven now because of this. I'm a little worried. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, li- I don't like it. I don't like that at all. 
I don't like it. What's I don't. That's I, lower than you were on game day for Notre Dame. A pre-game show. Don't like it. Not a not a fan of this possibility. And it's not to do with the family. I love the family, but I mean, really wish I could get out of this. I'll give. I've tried. I got the. Well, you know your grandmother'd be so disappointed. I'm like, oh crap. No, that's that's the worst. <laughs> I pulled that. That's out. when you know you have to go. <laughs> yeah, like, damn it. <laughs> I'll give uh, Mark Blankenbaker at UofL Sheriff Fifty found this, and it makes this is the reason why outside of the stuff that we've already talked about. I get a little bit nervous. If you're looking at like nonsensical reasons to be nervous about this, outside of Trevor not being able to watch the game at home. <laughs> hey, that's a big reason, baby. This falls into that category. We've had some weird losses on October 14th. Some weird losses over the years. Okay. The Brett Favre Hail Mary game against Southern Miss in 1989 <sighs> was on October 14th. Ted Washington had him in his grasp. In 1995, we lost a game at Wyoming. I don't know why we were playing at Wyoming. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. I don't know why we went out there. But we lost at Wyoming on October 14th in 1995. That was about the last year before we went into conference day scheduling, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, that would have to be right, yeah. Yeah, and you know you know uh, how he likes Howard. He wants to go all over the place. The Kerry Rhodes dropped interception game at Miami Ooh. in 2004 was on October 14th. Oh, get thrown out of a beef with Brady's. The the awful 2017 loss to Boston College where AJ Dillon ran for a billion yards. That was actually that was the, the the tweet that everyone always tells me to to retweet when things are going terrible. The whatever I was already dead inside. Yeah, that happened at that game when AJ Dillon shrugged off Chucky Williams like a rag doll. Yeah, yeah. and rumbled for 80 yard touchdown. That's when I sent the whatever I was already dead inside tweet. This is in the keep in mind this was like right after all the the the, uh, the, the FBI stuff had broken and the team was playing poorly like. That's when that tweet happened. That was on October 14th. And how many years ago was that now? 2017. Because that one game alone is still the reason why I've drafted AJ Dillon like three straight years in fantasy. He was so football. good. He was incredible. I'm like, yeah, I remember that game. He's got to be. He's got to. This is the year, right? Those are the. That that was the last time like we this. played on October 14th. I know. Who brought this up? Mark Blankenbaker. All right. He I mean, he's no longer. He, we're taking away his deputized. He's no longer. He's he's not, he's a civilian now. The good news is we're way better than put it, pit at football. Put we're way better than way better than pit at football. I many strokes there. Those were all, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, well, those were all just uh, you know, a different time, a different coach. Exactly right. It was pre Brom. Nothing I mean, matters before ninety five would have been Wyoming game. How was Howard's? That was his last year with us, I think, wasn't it? Or was that? I think he was already gone. I think he already left, too. I think that was, his, I think that was Cooper's first. It was Cooper's first. I'm almost, you're, I think you're right, too. I always forget. I can't remember. It was 95 or 96. I forget. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that was. So, we'll blame that on Cooper. Because he was here three years, right? 97 was his last season. Yeah. So, that would, yeah. 95 was the year that we went. We actually weren't terrible. We weren't good. But we, like, went. He went seven and five. Yeah. He did, okay. He, seven and five. Yeah, he did there. the Satterfield thing. We still lost to Wyoming. <laughs> lost to four other teams, too. Um, I'm sure Wyoming was good. I mean, I'm. I mean, Josh Allen's like cousin or something was on the team, I guess. Wyoming was six and five. <laughs> Not terrible. They were a winning record, at least. <laughs> <laughs> they beat a ranked team that year. Uh, was Eric Lechner on the playing wide receiver and center for the best? You know who the head coach was that year? Uh, should I know it? I mean, you know, I'm sure you know the name, but it was Joe Tiller. Oh, really? Yeah. His fifth season at, at, uh, at Wyoming. So he went from Wyoming to Purdue then, I guess. Correct. He, I he coached one more year at Wyoming. He left after 96 and then coached at Purdue for 11 years. So that was, yeah, of course. Tiller it all was, comes full circle. That makes sense because Tiller was that, the, the, the hypeness of the, the wide-open offensive coaches. 
like you saw with Mummy, John L. Tiller, you know, all kind of wanting to do the 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 Spurrier thing in the nineties. Right. right. Very popular amongst to find lower level coaches that ran that offense. It was a popular thing to do. Um, and then the Miami one that was just you know that was you know a, a hiccup in time. Uh, the 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 AJ Dillon one was that seventeen, so that was the well that wasn't the give up yet team, but they were already ready to give up. That was the last Lamar team. Yeah, so I mean yeah, it's all good. I'm more worried about not being at home than I am all those things. Are you ready for a little trivia time? I'm always ready for trivia. Louisville right now has won seven consecutive games. Correct. That is the seventh longest active winning streak in college football. Only six teams out of 133 FBS squads have won more consecutive games right now than Louisville has. How many of those do you think you can name? Uh, those six schools? Yes. I think I can name four. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a lofty goal. Uh, they've won more than seven straight games? Won more than seven straight games. Well, Georgia's won. Georgia's correct. They've won 23 consecutive games, longest winning streak in the country. Um, you got to be teams that probably had to win their bowl games last year and then are still undefeated you this year. Yeah, you obviously got to think about the undefeateds right uh, now. I'll say Washington. Washington has the second longest streak right okay. now. 12 consecutive victories. Um, so I don't know if they win their bowl game or not, but I'll say Penn State. Penn State is, the, they have the, they're, they're tied for the fourth longest streak. They've won 10 consecutive games. So I've named three now. You've, you're three for three. Um, Oregon? Oregon's incorrect. Okay. I know, and Ohio State's not correct either, near Michigan. Ohio but, State has won five straight games. Oregon's won six straight games. Okay. Michigan's won six straight as well. Yeah, because they lost in their national championship. Both the uh, postseason, that's what I'm trying to think. Um, it's going to be Duke. Who else is undefeated right now? Uh, USC. USC's won six straight as well. Okay, so I'm, I'm still at three then. You're still at three. Who am I missing? Who's the other? Who's the other three? A team that you inexplicably think is still not good. Oh, Florida State. Florida State has won eleven straight games. They have the third longest winning streak in America. They've won eleven straight. They've won eleven straight. Good lord. The other names on the list. These are the two toughest. These are the two ones that I thought you were going to struggle to get. Air Force has won ten straight games. I wouldn't have. Yeah, that, since they beat us, they haven't lost. And then James Madison. Has uh, won eight straight games. Speaking of not losing since beating us, I should say. Maybe, oh, by the way, Liberty, you you want you want to you want to you want a tip on gambling? Yeah, I, I'm not. And this is not me like trying to be like cute. I'm going to legitimately tell you who I like in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night games. I mean, honest to hand to God, who I think is going to win? I told you Liberty was covering. Go against me. I have lost seven midweek games in a row. I told you Liberty was covering. Seven. I guess the only game I got right out of those three, but <laughs> I went over three last night. I clearly have n- I when it comes to conference USA football, I am the most ignorant person in America. Well, I don't blame you for that. I mean I don't I expect am- you to be sitting down there knowing the ins and outs of conference. USA but you think football. after like multiple weeks of watching it, I'd start to get a hint of who's decent and who's not. Well, there's more coming soon. So I don't know if there's games tonight. I don't think there is. There's not there's no football game tonight, is there? Um there is there a conference There's game? definitely a game tonight. It's uh, th- there are two games tonight. UTEP on the road taking on Florida International. That's a conference. Oh, they're both conference Tuesday games. Oh, they're all C- every, everything Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is all CSU. And then at nine o'clock, Sam Houston is on the road taking on New Mexico State. These are some bad teams. UTEP's one and five. FIU's uh, three and three, but zero and three in CUSA. Sam Houston's zero and five, and New Mexico State's three and three. I'll give you some quick money right now. I'm going to go with 
Um, FIU is a three-point favorite. New Mexico State is a three-and-a-half point Okay, favorite. take FIU and lay the points. So UTEP's going to win. Congratulations, Aaron Jones. And what was the other one? Sam Houston. Sam Houston's 0-5 on the road taking on New Mexico State. And New Mexico State's just a three-and-a-half point underdog. That's well, like a trap line. Yeah, well, Sam Houston was a 21-point underdog last week and almost beat Liberty. They did. Um, that said, but I'm, a tough take, schedule. I'm going home again, though. This is the first time these two teams have ever met, by the way. Uh, I'm going to New Mexico State, though, uh, to win and cover. Take the home. Take the favorites in both games. Moneyline parlay. So, and then and then go and do a complete opposite, and you can take me later. In fact, maybe send some money to me. That's a sad segment right there. I'm kidding. I'm not, like, being like, oh, I'm going to tell them the opposite of what I really think. This is I like these two games, and yet I've lost seven in a row of ones I've liked. Weekends, I'm okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I am just out of my element, apparently. You were three for three last week, and you're a big X, big bet. That's all I know. That's but that's NFL. I don't just get, but you're yeah. still giving winners. Just stay. Yeah. I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to hype you up. Thank you. You know what you're doing. <laughs> like taking liberty, liberty. <laughs> you're, you're great. Uh, I, I want to give a. <laughs> uh, Jeff Walls landed a top 25 recruit yesterday. Well, how are we just not talking about this? We should be. Let's talk about it more. Who do you land? I'm trying to pull it up right now, actually. Okay. Because somehow the, the the whole like page is. Just... We're, we're getting uh, glimpses from the uh, red white. People on the, the guys on the courts now practicing. Are we? Apparently, how's uh, it look? Apparently, uh, Hunley Hatfield and our man Dennis Evans were the first two on the court. Ooh, I like that. I like that. That enthusiasm too. Uh, right now, uh, Tyler Grievers got a little 15 second video out of them just shooting around a little bit. Oh, yeah, I found it. Yeah, Nick Evans is with his goggles out there, looking as skinny as ever. Nick Evans, <laughs> Dennis. Thank you. I ta- I'm going to call Nick all year. Please don't. <laughs> Tahiana Roberts, a class of 2024 guard. She's the number 25 player overall in the 2024 class, according to ESPN. She's playing her senior season at Braden in Florida's IMG Academy. She announced Tuesday she chose the cards over Duke, Virginia Tech, Cal, and Kentucky. Five foot ten guard, one of the more highly sought out prospects in the 2014 class. 2024 class, she was ranked as the number 14 guard and 25 prospect. She is the highest ranked commit since Louisville landed Peyton Verholz, who was number 12 in the class of 2021. So, nice. Jeff Walls got the groove back a little bit. That's good I, news. Speaking of Kentucky basketball, I saw the, uh, Howard's uh, going to coach at Florida now. Who? Uh, Ryan Howard. Oh, the the player. Yeah, she's apparently, I guess. She's, she's done be, in the WNBA? She was I, number one pick. Because Schwartz said she was going to be assistant coach at Florida. Really? Oh, is, it, is it just like for the offseason? I don't know. I thought I could have saw it on the bottom of the ticker. Because I mean, WMB is done right now, so I guess you could coach from the offseason if you wanted to. That's weird. Uh, maybe yeah, I, maybe Ryan I Howard wrong, but... joined Florida staff for the WNBA offseason. Can you do that? Really? That's I mean, I mean, a lot of them go and play overseas yeah, during the right. WNBA offseason because well, I mean, there's WNBA, more money. Yeah, just but yeah. I was gonna say she was the it number. It take one. them thirty years to start making a profit. She was just the number one pick uh, in 2022. So I was like, that would be weird to be already done. I hadn't even that that didn't even cross my mind. I just saw it on the bottom ticker. Was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Let's take our last break. When we come back, we'll get to the text line, 502-414-1450. We'll get to as many as we can. Yeah, a lot of them. We'll, yeah, we have a pretty solid amount. We'll, we'll look ahead to the night that will be in sports. We'll make some picks. We also have the I mean, Major League Baseball is going on right now. In case you're wondering, uh, the Braves are underway as they try to not you know, avoid another heartbreaking series loss to the Phillies. Uh, no score in the first inning. We'll keep you updated there. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. The Wednesday edition continues next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
I've made myself compare myself to Andy Kaufman before, but I feel like five times this week already. I know, and this is number six. Uh, I feel like that's when he does the uh, make a Mighty Mouse thing. That's not even with this song. I'm just like sitting there bobbing my head, and all I wanna do is drive you crazy, girl. And I go back to silent, bob my head the whole way. I have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know that? Oh man, sorry. You don't appreciate Andy Kaufman's comedic genius. Not as familiar with Andy Kaufman's uh, track record as you are. He was, uh, he was. Funny dude. It's all right. Not everybody has taste. It's true. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Final segment of the, the the day here on 1450 961 The Big X. I'm doing it. I got to tape something after we get done here. So you will have another chance to dance in the window if you want to. I'm have to close the blinds again. We'll see. Well, now the, the, the sun is down. So you're not, is this for ACC Network? It's not. I'm doing the, uh, the Titus's show. Oh, then I, I should be able to be able to photobomb that. If you want to. Are you, you don't care about like AC Network, yeah, you want to be a professional. Titus show, you're like, let the fat man dance in the background. Oh, yeah, I get to cuss. It's great. Now, he, he's going to do the thing, too, where he's he's technically having me on to talk about Braum and, and Louisville football and the excitement here, and he's going to try to be an ass. He's going to bring up basketball stuff and just try to make me mad. And oh, then definitely, yes. So Definitely going to happen. So at some point, <laughs> I don't I don't want you to pretend like you don't even see me. Like, <laughs> so when he goes, Mike, why is there a fat man behind you doing the running man? Don't worry about it. And you're just going to be like, uh, what are you talking about, dude? And like He's like, I can see him. He's like, I don't. What, I, I think you've seen things. That's Trevor. He does that. That's Trevor. He lives in the parking lot here. Don't worry about it. He'll go away in a little bit. It's fine. <laughs> you should see him when he does the, the Tootsie Roll. Speaking of basketball, we do have the red-white scrimmage going on tonight. 7 o'clock is going to be the tip-off inside the KFC Yum Center. There will be an autograph session with players after the game. Fans um, are out here. I know there's a lot of people in the window right now. It's, it's fine. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not distracted. Uh, so if you want to make it out there, to get our first glimpse of the second Kenny Payne U of L men's basketball team. It's the only way to see the team tonight. No streaming, no television. Uh, we talked about that in the first hour. But you've also got tonight, 7, 8 o'clock, the Jeff Brom radio show on our sister station, 970 WGTK. If you want to see that in person, you'll have to make it out to the Roosters in Fern Creek. Brom mania continuing. Hopefully, Payne mania getting going starting tonight. Regardless, we're entering that beautiful part of the sports calendar where both football and basketball are coexisting. It's uh, you know, even with lowered expectations on the basketball side, still a beautiful time of the year. Still very excited about it. Let's get this thing going. Thornton's text. I'm you sound to- so excited. Your voice. my voice is. I'm losing my voice. Your voice is almost unenthusiastic. I'm so excited. This is the best. I am excited. Time of the year. I, I I am so excited. One of us. I is, can't I, contain it. We're six and zero. We're ranked in the top fifteen. How can you not be excited? Pumped. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll get to as many of these texts as we can in the last eh, let's see, 24 minutes or so. If you want to get your thoughts in, now's the time to do so. Texture says, I will admit the red-white scrimmage last year was slightly encouraging for me. I saw nothing to make me believe BHH was anything more than a poor man's Malik. But other than that, I thought the team would be decent. 
Sid probably had more points or took more shots in that game than he did in the first 10 games of the year, which is still really confusing to me. The fact that Sid just didn't even shoot the ball at all, really, all year. Also, this pit game won't be close. Louisville covers the spread. I won't say a blowout, but a nine-point win at least. The spread is, we, I meant to, this is on my show notes, and I just totally skipped over it. The spread is down to seven and a half for Good. Louisville. 91% of the money so far this week has come in on pit. Good. Keep it up because I'm gonna I'm gonna rock on that. I'm gonna take that. I hope it gets down to six and I can just make myself feel really better about when I take when I lay a big money on the cards. So you're not nervous whatsoever about that? No, we're covering. I get a little bit nervous when I see stuff like that. I mentioned it last week, like how like I was, you know, everyone seemed to be picking Notre Dame nationally, but the line was holding at six and a half and even dipped towards Louisville at five and a half at one point. And I was like, stuff like that, it makes me feel encouraged. The opposite makes me feel discouraged. And now we're right there with the opposite. Opened at nine and a half. It's down to seven and a half. All the money's coming in on pit. I'd be lying if I said I didn't get a little bit nervous. Texture says, oh man, text line just froze. No. I like how you had your mic muted. Well, because I got the kids so there. I just, I just heard, I just heard, oh, but it wasn't, it didn't go through the mic. Because <laughs> well, I had the little kid in the window. We're back. Like, we're back. Okay. Texture says, uh, I'm sure you've talked about it, but who are the three point shooters this year? I've heard Williams is a good shooter, but I don't think he will play a ton. Outside of James, I'd say we struggle to shoot again. It's I, it's a concern. So many concerns of this team. The three-point shooting had not even gotten into my realm of possibility. Curtis Williams is, I, I think, billed as our best outside shooter. Like the texter said, I don't know how much he's going to get on the floor, but when he does get on the floor, I, th- I can see him being his own buster. We saw Mike James shoot it okay last year from outside. He, he He's definitely a streaky guy. I think Sky Clark can shoot the three well enough. I, I think he'll be like a 30 five percent three-point shooter and outside of that Trey White Trey White has been getting rave reviews by the way like he's the as much as Kenny Payne's talking about Sky Clark Trey White's the guy who people who've gone to practice have been like he looks like a pro uh, but he's not a great outside shooter he's, he's definitely a, a slasher a finisher around the rim and a mid-range guy he's not a, a he shot like 27 percent from three last year at, uh, at USC, I think he's going to be kind of like a T-Will outside shooter, where every now and then he'll he'll get in a little bit of a zone. If he's left wide open, he can knock it down. But he's probably going to be a no, 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 yes guy when we're talking about him taking three-point shots. And outside of that, I mean, I mean, you know JJ can shoot it a little bit, but are you, we're not going to rely on that. I, Tyler Johnson, he's his billing coming out of high school was a as a streaky outside shooter, kind of like a – I mean, think Edgar Sosa. Like, when he makes one, he's liable to make four. If he misses one, he's liable to miss seven in a row. Uh, Karan Davis, I've said it a million times, I don't know anything uh, about what Karan Davis is going to bring to the table. You would think as a Juco guard who put up the numbers he did that he could shoot it a little bit. We'll find out starting tonight. But it's a long-winded way of answering the text and saying, yeah, I'm concerned that outside shooting is going to be an issue once again for this team. As am I. Texture says, I got the cards at plus 900. For the ACC. Okay. I would say take that. I, I would too. Texas says, uh, if the win percentage are tied of, th- this this is when they go to talk about the, the tiebreaker that for right, the ACC. Yeah. If we're all 8-0, all three teams are 8-0, and the win percentages are tied of all the teams we've played in conference play, which I can't imagine that that's even possible. But if it does, that's when they go to the hat drawing. I would die. I, I would die if we have a three-way hat draw for who gets to play in the conference championship game. 
Dude, uh, what kind of hat are we talking about here? Like, we're talking about like a, like a cowboy hat, like a, like a baseball cap. Just, I would love to see all the ads get together and have to come to terms on what kind of hat it is. I mean, like, because I mean, no offense. Make sure I, that paper's cut evenly. Yeah, I, yeah. I also don't want. I don't want to do. I don't want to draw this out like of a North Carolina or Florida State hat. Look, if, if it came down to this, though, in all seriousness, in all, we're making fun of this a lot. If it came down to a hat draw and the ACC was controlling it. Would you have any doubt that it was going to be North Carolina and Florida State? No. None. I don't trust them. The fix would be in. One million percent. In fact, I think we should throw a hat draw out the window and do a potato sack race. Is it? I mean, this we've. I think you and I and most people listening are on the same page where we talk about conference realignment and the super conferences. It kind of sucks for fan interest, right? Like, we think this is a, a stupid thing to be having 20-team leagues and demolishing old rivalries and all this stuff. But the ACC right now, this is the first year that we've gone to the, the single division where we're not doing two division champions play each other for the conference championship. We only have 14 teams right now. And even with a 14-team, eight-game conference schedule, we're still running the risk of having a bizarre tiebreaker where more than two teams go undefeated, they don't play each other, and we have to draw names out of a hat. Imagine when I mean, the SEC as it stands right now, is going to 20 teams, and they're not expanding their conference schedule to to nine games. The Big Ten is going to 20 teams next year with a nine-game conference schedule, and based on the way their schedule lays out, they, there's a possibility that five different teams could finish the year undefeated. This is going to continue to be a thing where we're like, what the hell are we doing here? Like, It's just conference championship games, I think, eventually are going to get canceled because there's going to be no effective way to do it. And that the playoff, I think, will probably expand and become more and more popular. But even right now, the fact that we're even running into this issue is just so dumb. And it's only going to become a bigger thing as, as time goes on. Texture says, talking about the possibility of game day coming here for Duke, don't sleep on something stupid like South Dakota State at South Dakota or Western Colorado versus Colorado School of Mines instead. They do like to do one of those a year. And maybe they've already done a Duke game this year. We mentioned they'd already done a Kansas game this year. I think a couple of the other teams, uh, the Colorado has a big game. They've already done a Colorado game this year. I can see that being the week where they go ahead and just do the the the, the weirdo like Harvard Cornell game or whatever. Have you you came back there? Nah, yeah, I'm just listening. Okay. <laughs> Texter says just chilling. The best case scenario for the conference would be to have the three way tie and for us and Carolina to play for the title. That would mean that the winner of that game plus Florida State would probably be in the playoff. That's actually a very good point. So it would be, hold on. Like if Florida State goes 12-0 and and gets yeah. left out of the conference championship game, they're still going to the playoff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then you're saying. Us two play for the Orange Bowl. Well, the, no, the winner of, of Louisville, North Carolina, probably goes to the, the playoff as well. I mean, they're not keeping a 13-0 and ACC team that's won the conference championship out of the playoff if they're taking a 12-0 and team that didn't play in the conference championship game in the playoff. Again, this is a – these teams aren't – we're not all going 13-0 and 12-0. and We but are. in this hypothetical, I think that you would see both teams in the, in the playoff. The question would be, what if we went like 11-1 and and God forbid lost to Kentucky mm. and then won the conference championship game? We're 12-1. and We're conference champions. Do we get in with Florida State, over Florida State, or not get in and Florida State does? That would be a weird thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I saw uh, Nick Valvano tweet this. I guess he was doing uh, Maven and Rummage's show. And okay. they had the poll question. I thought it was actually an interesting one. 
would you rather go nine and three this season and beat Kentucky, or eleven and one but have your only loss beat at Kentucky? No, nine and three. You think? I don't want to. No, I don't want to give them the satisfaction of being my only loss that they could have kept me from a national title. No, but eleven and one, we can win a conference championship. I don't want. I'm not. It'd be tough. I'm, I'm not, not. I'm not saying it's an easy choice. I know. I know. Uh, and it's a selfish reason to pick it for that reason for me because I don't want. No, I don't want to. No, I don't want. I don't want to be like. I can't. I can't brag about being eleven and one, and then being the, and then my, listening to my Kentucky fans go, "Well, you're welcome." Would have been twelve and zero one for us. It'd be terrible. That I can't. I, I can't do I, that. I think for the betterment of the program, though, I still have to pick eleven and one. I mean, I guess, but I'm selfish, so <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Texture says uh, the only real adults, the only way that real adults should settle their differences, Beyblades. I don't even know what Beyblades I'm are. I'm afraid to Google it. I am too. I'm afraid that I just said it, not knowing what it is. <laughs> It's a line of spinning to- top toys originally developed and first was. Thank God. Okay, so I guess it's a t- yeah. This was this came out like I was too old for this, but I think it's like a Pokemon type of thing. Okay, that makes me feel better. I mean, it looks like it's I think it, I think it's because it, maybe that's just me being racist because it's in Japan, but um, it looks like it's something you like spin like it shoots up in the air or something. Looks like. I remember those actually now. It does. I, yeah, I feel like you would know it if you looked it up, but I'm having a very poor way of describing it. Texture says the only way to settle a real tiebreaker have some have someone break a pool cue and throw it down in front of the three coaches. <laughs> I like our guy in that scenario. <laughs> Norvell and and, uh, and and Mac are both dying. Feel good about it. Texture says something about the candy corn and peanut combo is very good. People love that. Oh, that's I, I don't the, like it's, it. it's payday. That's, it's, that's basically a payday. Well, payday is caramel and peanuts. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm telling you though, if you've ever eaten a payday, and I have, I have eaten a payday. And you too. take you take a handful of candy corn and, and peanut. I don't know. It tastes like a payday. It's a payday. There's no caramel in there. I, it comes out tasting like a payday. I I, I don't ex, I can't explain the the physics and the science of it. I think this is just a Trevor thing. I'm no. I'm. Has anybody else ever said this? Yes, that's what it, it's it's. I feel it's like a, it's like eating a payday. I'm typing in now because I don't believe you at all. Candy corn and peanuts, payday. And it says it's it's it's, it's a like a like a ghetto payday. There's a pay. It's called a payday snack mix. Okay, yeah. It, t- it tastes like. I mean, it doesn't taste identical. I mean, I guess. Okay, I'm not gonna say it's identical, but it, like you're eating you're like it. That might, it tastes like a payday. Did you say identical. Identical. <laughs> Shut up. This is why I wouldn't talk to you. <laughs> Texture says. This is, see, now you're going to be like, why are you being so quiet? I'm be like, really? really <laughs> you really want to know? You want to know why I'm being quiet? Seriously? What's so funny about the way I talk? <laughs> you can't make fun of the way I talk, what I eat, who I vote for, what I say, who I, who I root for. You what, don't vote. I, hypotheticals? Yeah. <laughs> hypotheticals I pick. <laughs> Texture says Mac didn't do a, a full red-white scrimmage. <laughs> He did open practice with scrimmages built in, switched up rosters between games. I don't like the switching roster thing, by the way. I don't either. I think that's stupid. I, I know. I, I'm, I'm assuming we've done it. I know Cal does it, but I'm not a fan of it. Tonight, I think we're doing. I, I, I think it's set teams. I think it's. I believe it's four eight-minute quarters. I uh, okay. I think you're right for it. I think that's right. And then you know, they're doing autographs afterwards. Uh, it's yeah. We'll see. Texture says, "Quick shout out to Jeff Walls and company." For landing a five-star recruit last night. Yeah, thank you. Boom. 
Texas, I'm a former equipment manager. That was Lamar's actual jersey that Rick Patino was wearing. Jerseys are designed to go over oh, yeah. shoulder pads. They look terrible when you wear them without shoulder pads on. Yeah, we I knew it was a real jersey. I've told, I've told you because I, I have a I have a, like a, a, a like an authentic jersey, like a Joe Johnson one, and it was like the way it's cut. It's just it's insane how thin it is cut on the sides. I've got I mean because Art's given me a couple. Mason King gave me a jersey, which was yeah. very nice of him. And I, I wore that one that Art gave me for the blackout game. It's like I wanted to like t- take a picture of him and be like, yeah, we're back. And it is insane. Like I'm like, how did he wear this over shoulder pads? Like I, I'm not a big guy, and like I look, this thing is is like, like strangling me. You gotta remember though that players, the the point of it's is that you want it as tight as it can be on the sides and around you, so it can't be grabbed and pulled. Right. I mean, it's yeah. I think jerseys, yeah, are they're cool to have, but if you're gonna wear it, just get a get a replica. It's a lot cheaper and a lot more comfortable. Trust me. Texture says, oh no, not a Trump guy with a victim complex. No way. <laughs> Leave our guy Chris alone. Yeah, crazy. every listen, every every political uh, gung ho person has an issue. So on both sides, trust me. Texture says, "I just want to say I appreciate." I like you say, "Trust me." Trust me. Trevor knows everything. Oh yeah, hey, when it comes, there's certain when I tell you to trust me, you should trust me. Sounded, trust me. That sounded insanely creepy <laughs> the way that you just said. <laughs> if I, it sounded I, like a full-on rapist. <laughs> no, no, I don't have enough money to give to charity. Uh, <laughs> Texas says. That was good. You did you get the good. reference? Okay. That was very good. All right, thank you. Texas, I just want to say I appreciate that we have a coach in Braum that will take the blame for coaching mistakes in his pressers, but you can tell it's because he's going to fix it the next game, and that allows him to have the same execution of his team. It's so much better than the all shucks, we weren't prepared mentality from the previous coaching staff. Totally I, I do love you. Anytime they've brought up, Something negative, Braum will fall on that sword. I love that. One of my favorite things that's happened. It's not his fault, probably. He falls on the sword. One of my favorite things that's happened this season is when, after the NC State game, he knew he was going to get questions about Jack Plummer, specifically the just unforgivable interception in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And you know, he didn't say, like, Jack's great, Jack's, Jack's fine. Yeah, he was like, Jack made some mistakes. Nobody feels worse about it. Like, he knew exactly when he right when he threw the ball that he'd made a, a terrible mistake and he missed some things out there, and then he immediately goes into the "I probably could have caught a little bit of a better game" and taken some pressure off of him. Like I, I, I love that answer. Like it's not, it's not totally just shielding this kid who's. I mean, he's not even a kid. He's a six-year senior. He's a yeah. man at this point. It's not just totally shielding him of criticism, <laughs> but it's also not not letting him just be the only one out there taking the blame and being like, you know, we got to get somebody better in here next year. Like he's out there saying, like I could have done more as well, and. It's what you're supposed to do as a leader, and I think it's been really cool to see him do that throughout the season. You saw it after the onside kick stuff at the IU game. He was like, yeah. listen, I mean, yeah. you go to somebody that talks to my locker room, he, they probably emphasized it heavily about that. He, he's, we should, he's like, it's our fault. We should have been more. Should have emphasized it more, though. Uh, our guy Samson texted in. He said, y'all missed my text, but it was immature, uh, but still funny. He said, I uh, need someone to ask this at the coaches show tonight. Quote, with the rain and sloppy conditions, coach, have y'all worked on wet balls very much? And if so... Does it mean you're going to pound it harder up the middle rather than air that thing out? <laughs> Back when Charlie Strong was here, Mario Benavides, he did a bunch of interviews, and they would always talk about how they prepared for rain games, and they would do a thing called Wet Ball Wednesday, where they would always do like a, at the end of practice, they would you know, soak the ball and just it would it would help you prepare for doing the snap, giving handoffs, and throwing uh, the ball in, in in rain. And every time he said Wet Ball Wednesday. I laughed like an 11-year-old boy. I giggle still I, a little I, bit. I mean, just what do you want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm a child at heart. I mean, yeah. 
Texas says, I think it's, I'd say that it's more than 50% of the fan base that thinks there's going to be a coaching change after this year. I believe that. Probably. That's Crystal Palmer. Uh, I, I think it's probably, yeah. Yeah, I think I would say a vast majority feel a coaching change is coming short of, you know, a miracle. I don't know, like how many, if, if he if, if KP comes out and wins 25 games this year, but maybe he loses in the second round, is there still a, what is there still a decent percentage of people wanting his job? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. I guess it depends on the criteria of how it goes about, but yeah. If he goes, the, if he goes the tournament this year, I think you've got like almost a, Unanimous approval. I think you still have some people that are concerned about the future and who are looking at recruiting and like, can this guy win a national title? But I think as far as him getting a third year, if he goes to the tournament in year two, I think almost everybody is like, cool. You're probably right. Texas, how about Brom in that Jim Rome interview throwing a subtle dig at Notre Dame by mentioning our seat back chairs? I did catch that. <laughs> I, did, I didn't catch that, but I, I know TJ, who I think has been to Notre Dame, that was the one thing he had complained most about was the benching. The benches. I mean, it's the, yeah, they have, it's the same as like uh, Kroger Field. Did you have benches too? Yeah. I thought they had seat backs over a lot of the stadium now. I don't think so. Not since I've been there. I when was the last time you were there? 2017. Mm, they may have. I, I thought I, I thought they they weren't full seat back. I thought they had some seat back though. I could be wrong. I mean, I didn't mind. I've just been—I mean, Clemson's the same way. Most big stadiums are. It was—it didn't really. Bother the only thing me I hate about the the benching is the way is a big guy. The the seat differential given is not very much. Like when you have your own seat, oh, yeah. and seat back, you might be squeezed in there, but at least you're squeezed in there with armrests. It's not like I'm sorry, I'm like my my you know, my thigh is leaning over onto what number is just for your seat. Texas, can we get Trevor to post the songs that he plays before and after break? I miss some of the show at work, and some of the songs I hear I like, but then I don't remember the name and the artist of them. You're asking him to do too much. Yeah, I tell you right now. He can't that, do He can't handle all this. If there's ever something you want, just text to me. I'll, I will definitely give you the names. Te- text in the show, though. I always look at the text line. Just uh, make sure. You could it. easily just tweet out the song. Well, sometimes I, one day I was going to do it, and it was it wouldn't fit in 140 characters. Like, it was actually too tight to, to fit. We could just do two tweets. Yeah, and also I feel kind of like I'm being just uh, – Shannon does that with their show, and I feel like I'm just, like, copying it. Who cares? Apparently I do. I mean, yeah, it's just weird. Nobody thinks we're copying KSR. <laughs> I think that's, that's one of them. I think that that's pretty Anybody's obvious. ever listened to the show would yeah. probably agree with that. You know, I like Shannon, dude. I think he does a great job. Shannon's a good guy. I mean, for a Braves fan. Texas says, if nepotism didn't exist in sports media, do you think Jack Collinsworth and Noah Eagle would have gotten so many undeserved opportunities in their 20s? No. Well, of course no, not. No, Kidding no. Me? I, there's a great uh, rain delay interview with um, Jack, uh, with Buck and and and, uh, and Jim and, and, and Nick and some other people and uh, that I listen to anytime they do batch rain delays, like one of the three they always go to. And Buck will sit there and, and tell you right away, like when he got his first gig, he was 19 at, you know, doing the Louisville games, and he's like, it was all nepotism. He's like, do you think I would have been getting that gig in AAA baseball in 19 if my dad wasn't who he was? He's like, hell yeah. no. Yeah, that's... And I, and you know what? Nobody gets NBC jobs in their 20s unless they're – even if they're like God's gift to broadcasting, <laughs> you still have to work. Like, he, he got that because of his, who his dad is. I mean, you can say the same about Chris Sims probably, too. He's awful. Um, Collinworth, I don't know about Noah Eagle. Jack Collinworth has definitely – I'm not saying he doesn't deserve this opportunity, but he probably doesn't deserve it right now. He's, he's fine, but he wouldn't have gotten got a long way to go. Yeah, before he should be on national television. Texas says, "Will there be more people at Roosters or the Yum Center?" The Yum Center. The Yum Center. But Roosters is going to have a nice. It's going to be interesting. 
<laughs> Texas says. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be a total blowout. Texas, would you rather go 12 and 0 and get into the conference title game with an opportunity to lose and get bumped out of the playoff, or go 12 and 0 and not get in but likely get in the playoff as a 12 and 0 Power Five team? I'd rather go to the playoff. Get me? Yeah, like I don't get where the question is. I don't. I don't... Basically, would you rather have a chance to win the conference championship and risk losing and getting bumped out of the playoff, or would you rather go to the playoff as 12, a 12-0 12 team? I'd rather go to the go playoff. To playoff 12, yeah. yeah, Whatever gets me to the playoff is what I'm, I'm cheering for. Yeah, exactly. That's the bottom I agree 100%. Yeah. Texas, the KP Mafia's takes after the scrimmage night are going to be insane. They'll be comparing this team to 2013. <laughs> Depends, yeah. Texas says it will 100% be an ACC referee hat, and they will screw Louisville over again. <laughs> What's ACC? <laughs> Texas says uh, UK already has the has beating Louisville in the Heisman this year. Playing the long game, you want Brom to beat UK and immediately take control of the state. The rest will come. UK is already beating Louisville in the Heisman. Is that because with the Ray Davis or whatever ahead of Jawar Jordan? Oh no, he's talking about the Heisman. He's talking. I guess he. Just, oh, you, when we talk about yeah, yeah, no, going eleven, the eleven like, one. Yeah, good. I see, I see, I see. So that's losing into Lamar's Heisman year. Yeah, well, we also. That loss doesn't sting as much because of what Houston did before that. Sanders said, I'm so confused, I couldn't tell where the Rome clip ended and the Rutherford show began. <laughs> it's not that simple. <laughs> not that simple. I, uh, he comes on every day now. Like when I drop the, when, when I pick, drop the kids off from, or pick the kids up from, from school. He's on another channel, though. Yeah. yeah. And, like, I'll have it on, then like, I'll flip it over because it's noon. And, and, like, I'll hear the beginning of his show, and I'm like, this sounds nothing like me. <laughs> It's funny when you first said that to me, like the day I met you, and I was like, I don't hear. Like the m- more shows we did, I start hearing it more, but uh, it's not. It's not. You don't sound like I'm on every like sentence. Like, but there are some moments where people say it's only when I'm doing like a monologue. Like, yeah, I'm like when you get, really you'll get into like your Jim Rome mode. Like, I don't know if you know you're doing it or not, but you're going into it. Well, I obviously don't know I'm doing it. No, it's okay. I, mean, I, I got lots of things I don't do. Real quick here, we'll go real quick. All right, real quick. Texas handy. I hate candy corn, but I love candy corn and peanuts. Cashews are a good combo too. Interesting. Texas, the pool cue and three coaches ideas stolen from the Dark Knight and the Joker scene. That's why I wanted to notice it. Texas, Trevor's right. It tastes just like a payday. Yeah, I like that text. Texas says, everyone's got mainly bleachers besides us. We have the only college football stadium with 100% seatbacks. I love it. I think UK has some seatback, but again, I could be wrong. Texas, candy corn is gross. Paydays are awesome. I agree to that. Texas, stop Trevor, candy corn, and paydays are nothing alike. I don't agree to that. Texas says, watching Imani Bates <laughs> ball out in the NBA preseason hurts to watch. Did you see any of that last night? I did not watch. I mean, yeah, he, he had a big game. I, I mean, what did he finish with? He had 10 points in the fourth quarter alone last night. It's, well, okay, it's preseason basketball, people. Let's not get too excited. That's how Eastern Michigan got to eight wins last year. Uh, don't remind me. Texas says, Kenny Payne should seriously consider going to counseling or getting a th- therapist. <laughs> the only explanation for his continuous screw-ups both on and off the court has to be psychological. I mean, <laughs> Texas, I'm in agree- I thought I hated the guy. <laughs> Texas says, I'm in agreement with Trev. I do think FSU is overrated, but Thank to hear you. the tone in his voice and hear him come on air to the revelation and have his FSU opinion bubble pop after hearing they've won 11 games in a row, made for a good laugh on the way home. Sounded like a guy who found out that wrestling wasn't real. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry, Trev. Sorry to ruin that for you, too. Wait a minute. What? Tonight. Wrestling's more real than FSU's chance to winning a national title. Hey. Yeah. You've already given your picks for college football tonight. You say <laughs> do the opposite of what you say. So take UTEP to cover <laughs> on the road against FIU and take Sam Houston. I mean, maybe just part I say take both home teams and take the uh, giving the points in both. So you're telling people to bet the opposite. I, I, they do what they do. I can't. I can't subconsciously not 
I got to be real. I'm, so I'm taking the both home teams, take the points. I said, my mic. Very quickly, we got 1-1 Phillies-Braves game. Uh, who wins tonight? Dodgers-Diamondbacks. Do the Dodgers stay alive? No. On the road, oh, you think it's sweet? Diamondbacks sweep them, baby. All right, I'm going with It's Dodgers. all about the D-backs, baby. I'm saying Lance Lynn keeps them alive. All right, everyone enjoy your Wednesday night. We'll yeah, be back tomorrow. that shirt you sent me that one at day. At 3 o'clock. Go Cards. Go Trevor Betts. Go get a fix. Kentucky Alice, only locally owned sports talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM, the Big X.